Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yo. With Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real Instead of what you usually get From these talking heads It's Grapsody We're here to fill the void Three black fans Different perspective Got to fill your voice Coming with the podcast Talking majors Indies in between Yeah, it's all that And we're down with Fightful better fallback Coming for respect We connect like a ball bat No need to double check These are all facts You're listening to us talk raps You're listening to us talk raps Will, Phil, and Reg yeah, we're Grapsody here to talk craps. Yeah, we're Grapsody here to talk craps. Morning, afternoon, whatever time of day it is in your neck of the woods. This is Grapsody. I'm Phil Lindsay. Righteous Fred is here as well. What's going on, bro? In the building, it's your boy, Media Man, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. Not a dirt sheet writer, a professional wrestling analyst here on Grapsody this Saturday morning. Philip Lindsay, I've been having a good week. I'm very excited about the thing today that we're doing here every Saturday. How are you doing, my brother and friend? Um, having a pretty good week, man, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, last time I talked to you, um, we were heading into a weekend. There was some basketball coming on. Mm. There was some wrestling coming on. Um, we uh, believe the in-season tournament was that day. Yeah, I believe I got on this podcast and I said, man, Lakers, I think Lakers are going to win this. I laid down my claim as to why the Lakers are going to win. Lakers put out that win. Lakers won. Uh, yeah. So, so that was a good win for them. I saw There's a little people. bit extra on there for you. Yeah. I saw people <laughs> try to troll me a little bit and go, ha, 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 ha the Lakers won. And I was like, oh, no. You fools. I win. <laughs> Even when you think I lose, I win. Yep. Um I I was I was uh 
I was pretty good with them winning. I'll say yes. that. Um, yes. But then, then I also laughed because uh, they turned back in the regular season Lakers in record time. Um, and uh, they ended up playing uh, Dallas and then Spurs. Uh, Dante Exum decided to turn into uh, – 2014 Dante Exum out of nowhere and hit like seven threes on these guys and put them away. Then they proceeded to give uh, Wimby and the Spurs their first win in what, like 18 games? Sick. Shout out to Cam. He was out there. It's all a happy birthday to our homie Cam. It's all him being in the building, getting Spurs that win after, yeah, 18 games or something. I don't know what the Lakers – I guess that 500000 for each player was a very good incentive because them boys are playing like their lives are on the line. And then after it was over, they're like, all right, let's – you know, I guess we're back at it. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, this will probably be one of the last times you ever hear me say this, but, man, shout mm. out to Chicago native Anthony Davis, man. Put up wow. an incredible game. 40 points. 20 rebounds. Um, I will momentarily forgive some of the things that I, I've, I've seen him say that besperch the name of all Chicagoans. Mm. But, man, what a win. Came in with, with that shit on. He had the Gucci, had the yeah. Gucci jacket on. Uh, walked right past the reporters. Didn't have nothing to say to him. And proceeded <laughs> to ball out, man. What can you say? That was one glaring uh, thing that I saw watching those Lakers in seasons game is that Anthony Davis came to play some basketball. He took over the team like LeBron was on the bench and he was like, I don't care. Like, this is my team. I'm out here. I'm about to dunk. I'm about to score threes. I'm about to play defense. Like this guy was playing like an elite basketball player. And it's like. Uh, for Lakers fans, I'm like, I'm sure that's exciting, but they want that at the end of the season, bro. Like, this this is great. This is fun. But, like, we need you at the end. And hopefully he's this person at the end because if he is, the Lakers are going to be very tough. Sounds crazy to say. When I turned on, I hadn't watched basketball for a while, like I said last week, and I turned it on, and I saw one by the Lakers name. I was all, what the hell's going on here? Like, why are the Lakers doing this? And I saw what they were doing. I was like, oh, yeah. Um, of course, I haven't been watching as much basketball because the Warriors are playing like. Uh... What's, going, what's going on with your guy, man? Your guy, your guy Draymond uh, decided he wanted to go in there and get like a, a spinning uh, back fist in on, on, <laughs> on Nurkic. Uh, he's, uh, with precision, now, Phil. Yeah, he's, he's now suspended indefinitely. Uh, I never know yeah. what that means. Well, you know, he, he's uh, he's getting counseling. That's what the word is. And mm. uh, so we don't know how long that's going to take. The, the word is that uh, he's getting some help. But, yeah, I mean, when you get suspended now, twice now, ejected, I think, three times this season, hasn't yeah. even been 30 games yet, um, and you've already been ejected three times, that, that might be a problem. Got into a fight with a guy last year that is no longer on your team, uh, it might, might, might be a problem. Yeah, I saw the people, of course, have been making little mixtapes of all of Draymond's moments, and I'm like, yo, this guy. <laughs> when you got a wrestling mixtape of moves and you're a basketball player, I think we got to rethink what's going on here. Do you think that the counseling is going to help or he's going to BS him through it? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what any of this means. I, I very much question uh, re-signing him 
Yeah. I, I have from the beginning. I know that, you know, Steph wanted to keep the Coretta team together and try and make uh, another run at a championship, but I just don't think it's worth it. I don't think he's been nah. playing well enough to justify that contract. And then on top of that, you know, his, his availability and then stuff like this, it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I would have paid him that money. And then most of the time after Draymond's shenanigans, he doesn't – he's always like, I'm Draymond. Like, what you want me to do? It's never like – I'm, I apologize for being too wild. He's like, let me be me. And then, like, you doing a spinning Scott Hall style punch is <laughs> like, there has to be a line. There has to be a line. Like, I understand bully ball, all the stuff. Like, the Warriors need it. They need players out there that are playing aggressively, but there has to be a line. I hope that he can come back at some point in the season and help the Warriors do something. But it's not looking good. I, I saw that clip of Steph uh, on the bench, very upset, kicking the, the the seats and not being happy about what's going on on the court. So when the star player is uh, showing emotions like that, as a player that usually is calm and collected, it's like, it's not a good sign. Yeah, I feel for Steph, man. Um I saw people were trying to question his leadership as well off the backs of this, which was kind of weird. I'm like, how did we yeah. go from holding Draymond accountable for his own actions to trying to put this on Steph? Um, no, this ain't Steph's fault. He was trying to keep his guys together and win another championship together. Uh, he was trying to obviously help Draymond get another bag with uh, Golden State. None of those things Fine, sound right? like bad things. Mm-hmm. Uh that's on Draymond that he cannot behave. That's not on Steph. Right, right. He sounds like a good friend. Like, I can't help him. I can't uh, stop his fists from punching people. I can't stop him from elbowing people and stomping people. I can. I got him to here because I thought we were going to do what the Warriors do. He's been extra, but you can't put that on, on Steph. That's not his fault at all. And this isn't like a new Draymond that like, why hasn't Steph been blah, blah, blah? This is Draymond from the beginning. So what's the difference? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting week in, in basketball. Um, mm-hmm. th- that guy, Wembenyama, continues to show me that, man, this guy's got a bright future. It's um, crazy. Uh, that, 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 because the Lakers played them in back to back games. That first game where the Lakers played them and, and Davis was playing well and <laughs> he started talking a little trash to him. And when mm-hmm. Liana was like, okay, and then proceeded to drop like three threes on him and started like actually trying to win the game. I was like, oh, <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, great, great, great week for basketball, I think. Great I was going to say, for, speaking of hitting uh, threes, didn't well. the uh, the Bulls have, uh, before we get into wrestling, didn't the Bulls have a good three-point game here very recently too? Yeah, uh, I have a decision to make with this team, man, because um, – some guys is looking a lot better without Zach Levine, man. I just have to say, man, mm. Kobe White has been amazing. He's he's had the streak of hitting like, like over three or more three or more threes a game for like about eleven games now. They came out on the Miami Heat yesterday. Sorry, that was Thursday. All the days run together now. Um, Thursday came out and and. Bombarded those guys with threes to open the game. Went up like twenty-four to seven. Uh, then proceeded to put those guys away in the fourth quarter. 
We're here, man. Five out of seven games. <laughs> Bulls are back. <laughs> Shout out to the Bulls for um, giving Phil a little bit of hope. I know at the end of the season, it's going to be very different. We'll run this Grapsity back. He never really fully stands behind too many of these Chicago teams because they always disappoint him. Don't don't misread this. Oh, no, no, no. Don't misread this. This isn't hope. It's just at least make the games exciting. At least make this entertaining. I have no hope for them winning anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a Chicago Uh, fan, you're used to it. So it's all good. Of course. Of course. Of course. Uh, I did think it was funny. Um, in winning times, I don't even think I've told you this story. I, I I've told uh, I told Will Washington this because I talked to him the other day. Um, but uh, after that Lakers game um, and them winning, and I also won. Um, the yes. next day, I bought another TV, and so um, new TV came the day of uh, Sunday, and it came the day that the Bears game was on. I plugged it up and everything, and I was hooking it up and turning on on all the settings and everything. Great picture. Bears won that game. I was sitting there like. <laughs> no, you did not tell me about your brand new TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if, if you say, if, yeah, <laughs> if you're, if you're reading between the lines here, guys, yes, LeBron James did win me a new TV. And <laughs> I did proceed to watch the Chicago Bears win on on Sunday on set TV. So, yes. Yes, Chicago (laughs) is winning, buddy. Our our podcast has climbed to some heights, man. You can run back so many clips of you slandering this man, like pure hatred for this basketball player, and now this man won you a TV in some kind of circumstances. Got the job done, man. Bought me a new TV, man. That's why I was laughing when all these people were like, oh, man, ah, here you go hating on Brian. I'm like, I don't have anything bad to say about this. You got the job done. Good, good win, buddy. <laughs> what, what do you want me to say, man? In season tournament, baby. Good win. Yes, I seen him yes. in the I seen him in the uh, locker room looking like a dork brand that's champagne painted by himself. And I was like, yeah, man. Champagne time, baby. Get your get your shit off. Come on. <laughs> I'm not mad at it, man. Like, yo, be the leader that you're supposed to be. He was the leader that he was supposed to be. And uh celebrate it, man. Y'all really did do this, man. Celebrate back there. Be as wild and wacky as you could be. So funny. That's super funny. But uh, yeah, let's move on to some uh wrestling because it's been a very busy week, man. Yesterday was at the end of the night yesterday phil after i was done with the podcast with kate shout out to kate ring of honor post show um i was wore out like i was the the ring of honor show was packed i had watched the the rampage match and i was like this is crazy we are spoiled the ring of honor show was only ten dollars it's crazy phil the point that we've gotten here I don't want to be an old head but y'all don't understand man there used pay-per-views used to be like trying to go to your parent and say, can you give me $50 for this pay-per-view to watch for three hours? And the $50 is never going to come back and there's nothing ever again to see to $10. You can watch one of the craziest pay-per-views of the year packed with uh, uh, a variety of mini matches. And uh, not on top of that, you could watch stuff on cable. If you're not doing that, you can watch stuff on YouTube. Like, it's crazy that the point that we have gotten, people are watching SmackDown, people are watching Ring of Honor, people are watching indie wrestling. Like, 
I just love, love, love where we're at. It gets frustrating at times, but when it's good, it's really good. Yeah, man. Really good. Really good week of wrestling overall. I thought we got um I thought we got good wrestling from WWE. We got some really good wrestling from AEW. ROH, like you said, the CMLL show last night. Yeah. Did not watch awesome. it, but um a lot of good wrestling. Yeah, um, uh, before the pod, I watched your homies go toe to toe on the mic, and I was like, "Yeah, no, everybody was, um, everybody was cooking this week, man. I'm not mad at it. I love the energy. Like, yo, if everybody's gonna be trying to outdo everybody in the same company and trying to do outdo other companies, I'm all in. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a pretty good week. Uh, mm-hmm. Trying to make sure that I am." Properly log- logged into Streamlab. Yeah. Hopper chat. Yeah, let's get into a few uh, supers while you pull that up. Uh, Orion Ben 666 says Friday night was heaven for wrestling fans. Thanks to all the talent across companies for giving me five hours of great action. Keep your brand wars fun. Pretty much exactly what I was uh, stating here going into this. Uh, Orion Ben uh, saying that same thing of like, Beyond any tribalism, beyond of anything crazy, like some companies are just giving up great wrestling. And if you just watch it and enjoy it, you're going to be excited about it. Yep. Uh, Meet Normus says so much great wrestling last night. And my my Wizards actually beat an NBA team to get to 420. Shout out to 420. Celebrating by rolling another one. Also, Draymond strikes again. He needs to he needs a conduct clause like CM Punk. Maybe they should have thought about that when they drafted up this new contract for him, man. You got to chill out. <laughs> you got to chill out. <laughs> you got to chill out, bro. See, wrestling, again, wrestling and basketball, wrestling and hip-hop, all the things just intersect. Uh, Van Twinblaze says, Chicago's the reason Maldort exists. It's deserved. Wait, is that what that says? Malort. I can't see or read. I don't know what that um, is. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, DeLorean Dick says, how about y'all, how y'all feel about Joe Dumar's response on what indefinite suspension is? Personally, I feel he needs to miss hella time. Uh, Yeah, it was vague. <laughs> um, yeah, he's talking about the, the alcoholic beverage, by the way, my lord. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I I feel like he was vague about it. I feel like that was very intentionally vague. But um, I don't know. I don't know how much time he's gonna get. Um, I think he should be out for a minute. I don't think that it would be crazy if he was out longer than Ja Morant, who is on his way back. Um, and Ja was out what like twenty games or so like that. Mm-hmm. Now it's crazy. Missed that much time. They keep like changing the rules on like what's like. Ja had this, and then Josh Giddy had this, and you know, what I mean, it's like everybody gets different things, and they're like, "Well, we never." And it's like, it seems wild on the surface. Uh, yeah, the the, uh, <laughs> the Josh Giddy stuff was interesting. Uh, the reactions to the Josh Giddy thing are also very interesting. Did you see when uh, Patrick Beverly tried to bring it up on that podcast with um with uh Kevin Hart and Kevin Hart dives the fuck out of the question? He was just yes. like, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> no smoke no smoke <laughs> uh meet norma says 
Uh, Brian Keith needs to tag with Hangman like Vert Vixen needs to team with Statlander. Get well, Kenny, and RIP the Golden Jets. Yeah. Really excited to see Vert Vixen last night. Hopefully, uh, I would like to see them sign her. I think she's great. Yeah, I've seen her a bunch of times at West Coast Pro, and yeah, she can really go. I think she'd be a great addition to their roster. She had a great showing last night. Being from Texas, I thought that uh, all that was good. We're going to get fully into Brian Keith here very soon, of course. Uh, Meet Normus also says that Rampage main event was a match. You you show people who say wrestling is fake. All six men did the damn thing. I love Spot Fu as much as I love Meat. Okay. Um, yeah, real quick before we move forward, you guys are really cool all the time. Uh last night, uh everybody being like spot foo, or like you see like Brian Keith and you're like, Oh Ridge, Brian Keith is here, all this stuff, and like you guys connecting me to anything in wrestling is surreal sometimes at moments because I've loved wrestling for so long. I've said on this podcast, like I've wanted to exist in this space for a long time and to know that I've carved some little niche in this niche place that we exist in is super cool. So shout out to everybody that sends out spot food tweets. Shout out to everybody that shows love anytime some kind of thing like this happens. Y'all are super cool. Yeah, um, I seen somebody that works at AEW put out a tweet that says shout out to Righteous Reg for the BWI 500 because that's how I found out about Brian Keith. I was just like, wow. I didn't say it, Phil, but I saw it. Influence. <laughs> uh, Coy Stalling says, top five current uh, players in basketball. Um, who is having like the best seasons right now? I guess yeah, that's I what think it means. J- yeah. um, uh, I would say Joel Embiid, um, Luca. Luca's been balling out. Luca's got to be in a conversation for MVP right now. Yeah. Like even like Dante Exum was a big reason why the, they beat the Lakers the other night. But man, Luca was going crazy. Man, that pass he threw behind the back, the broken play. He he's been balling out. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, I mean. See, it's tough because I do think I think that Luca's still in the top five. He it hasn't been as good as he was last year, but he's still playing really, really well. Um, I would throw Halliburton on there as well. He's been balling out. Um, mm-hmm. That's four, right? Uh, yeah. And uh, the kid from OKC too. Uh, mm-hmm. SGA, mm-hmm. that's amazing. That the the thing that earlier when we we're talking about basketball that kind of got me good when you're talking about it is how all these young players are coming up. Like you named a bunch of you didn't name like the regular uh, yes. superstar lineup. You were like all these young players that are like the future of basketball. Oh, Anthony Edwards, I would. Mm. I would actually put Anthony Edwards in the top five, too. He's been mm-hmm. playing really, really good. Minnesota Timberwolves are number one. Yeah. Anthony yeah. Edwards. Yeah. Shout out to Phil, man. He knows some basketball. He knows ball. <laughs> uh, Shot Kid 29 says, so Brian Keith is getting signed when? 
great question. I have a bunch of questions. I was hoping, usually, Phil, uh, recently on these scrums, I've been like, ah, I've been kind of laying off. I've been to a few and I haven't been because I don't have a lot of questions. I was hoping, hoping, hoping someone last night would ask about Brian Keith, but no one did. Yeah, no. Um, I see somebody said, no, Giannis, that's crazy. This, Giannis. I mean, you asked me to name top five, and I mean, Giannis mm-hmm. has been balling out. Um, and it, Milwaukee's a weird team, man. They do not play any defense, man. I yeah. expect everybody to play them to score a bunch of points. But Giannis has been playing really, really well. Put up 64 points the other night. Uh, almost got into a scuffle with the Indiana Pacers because they wouldn't give him the game ball. <laughs> um, fun times. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I read, uh, you know, you're never supposed to read comment sections. I went into a comment section of people talking about Giannis running into the locker room and the 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 uh, the sides that everybody's picking on. Well, the rookie should have got the ball. It was his first blah, 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 and Giannis yeah. shouldn't have. Blah. I'm like, nah, man, like you getting yeah. two points off of a game compared to Giannis having this crazy game. I think there there's levels to this. <laughs> They were in Milwaukee, bro. Yeah. He put up 64 <laughs> points at home. Nah, you got to give him that game ball. Come on, man. What are we talking about here? <laughs> Come on. And Pacers were being petty, and they know it. Yeah. Uh, Devil Kazuya 27 says, Live about to get a huge push after that mug shot. Maybe. Um, yeah, man. Look, man. Stop, stop arresting people for weed, man. It's you guys. What are we doing? I live in California for a reason. Nobody wants to be driving around paranoid, wondering. There's already a gazillion things to be paranoid about living in Oakland, California. The last thing I want to be worried about is my weed. And uh, Florida, I know Florida and Georgia and a couple of these places out there have like crazy laws about this. And luckily she got, it seems like it wasn't too wild. It was just like, they didn't want her to be driving with the stuff, but you know, it's uh, it, it's annoying. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> uh, I died laughing because my dad is one of the funniest people on earth, and uh, he, <laughs> he told me a story the other day, and he was saying how, yeah, man, these these new dis- dis- dispensary things—that's where it's at, man. You don't have to you don't have to get your weed and like try and hide it under the matter, like find it somewhere <laughs> to hide it. You can just like. Go in the dispensary and get it and like sit it right in the driver's seat with you or the passenger yeah. seat with you and drive home with it. I was just I'm like, saying <laughs> that's what yo, your 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 dad's story just unlocked a while. Remember, I forgot that like before when like I used to be around people, like that's how they would get it. Like go into some random bush and like pull it's like, what this is a crazy game. Now you legit walk into the dispensary like a convenience store and you're like, let me get yeah. one of those, let me get one of those, let me get one of those. And yeah. In California and Illinois and Washington, all these different places, just set it on the seat and keep going. Like I went to the shop when I went to Wrestle Dream. Like there's a shop right next to the arena, and they sell it to you, and nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, you can you can buy weed in a gas station now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Shout out to my brother's lockdown. Of course, it's crazy. Every time something wild happens, I'm like. There's a bunch of people that are still locked down. I had a like when I the first time that I moved to Oakland, I was walking down the street, um, smoking a blunt, and then the police rode by and like 
the emotions that I experienced there were so wild because they rode by and they looked at me and they didn't care. And I was like, wow, this is like an amazing moment. But then I thought like, there's so many times that this has happened in Oakland where it did not end like this. Like they saw somebody smoking, they pulled that car over and it ended a lot different. So I just like put it into perspective how things have changed, but still things haven't changed for a lot of places. As we can see, Liv Morgan was just uh, detained for some stuff. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, that's all of our super chats for now. Appreciate y'all. Uh into some humper chats um I'm sure we've got some from the homie tony p mm-hmm. uh yep one we got one from tony p so does uh draymond prefer king's road or strong style <laughs> first ever uh <laughs> two-time petty the week week winner shocked he didn't wait to do this until he played the grizz and adams uh steve steven's nuts must <laughs> must be so happy um yeah, Draymond, Draymond's wildin', man. I just, he just got you out, man. <laughs> Seriously. I just, like, that last one was, like, there's some been some egregious ones. Like, maybe you can um, fight this. But this one is, like, no, you can't fight this, bro. Like, this is on tape, and you've been watching your Scott Hall tapes. Yeah, nah. Uh, from Bizarro Big L, he says, fellas, um, I got the itis uh, with how uh, – I got the itis with how we've been with the feds. Final battle was top tier. Jack Cartwell and Brian Keith with my two faves, Keith Lee versus uh, STP Hit. Uh, Sino Von Eriks, uh, they put in work. Vikingo versus Taurus was next level. And the Rampage Trio match was fire. Yeah, a lot of really good wrestling last night. Honestly, I'm still surprised that they haven't. I would have had the Von Eriks and FTR booked for collision tonight. But, you know, things happen. Yeah, I mean, those guys did just like have like a... They did kill each other with like tables and all this other stuff. (laughs) They did. You can give give those guys a night off, (laughs) but also not because Brian Danielson is wrestling tonight. Philip Lindsay was in that match too. I mean, well, Brian is like a psycho though. (laughs) 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 We've seen from from the match from Collision last week. I was just sitting there the whole time, like Brian, you don't have to do this. Like, why does he do this to us, Phil? It's like. (laughs) He knows these. Emo- he knows how to elicit emotions, and it's like I don't want this, Brian. Stop. Yeah, I was sitting there the whole time, like Brian, what are you doing? And like I, <laughs> I, I, I feel you. Like this is a good, this is a great match. I and feel you. Killing. But I was just like, just, just please be careful, man. Come on, man. <laughs> like I, it's please like I get it. Anytime it's like anytime he does like a seizure or shake spot, it's like Brian. It's not. I know wrestling and like you're doing it, but just stop, man. Be careful. There's other ways to get us emotions from us, but he's just so good at what he does that he'll never stop. Yeah. Um, got more from Tony P. He says, I'm leaving that offset slash Cardi mess alone, but I will say offset needs to do more voiceover acting than Nikki and whatever drug she's. Nikki, whatever drug she's on, making her speak like Tony Storm. Also, the Kodak video about himself not being a junkie. Has no one told him he is? Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, not allegedly. He said it, Phil. Uh, His brother know. said, I don't do cocaine. I do meth. I'm like, wait a second. Hold on. Wait, wait, brother. Hold on. I did not see that video. Yes, so. Kodak Black said this. I don't do cocaine. I do meth. Brother, hold, I think we got to 
like, hold on, let's have an intervention immediately because this is crazy. I'm yeah. from Bakersfield, and there was a suburb, Oildale, where meth is Oildale. cooked up consistently. And the stigma of meth has always been that's a disgusting drug, dude. Like, there's dr- there's party drugs, there's fun drugs, and then there's whatever that is, and don't do it. Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm not up to date on the Offset and Cardi drama. Um, I guess there was a live where Cardi was uh, going in about Offset. I did not watch it. Uh, we got enough uh, rap drama of people either being on IG or on somebody's streams. Uh, those clips of uh, Nikki going in on Elliot Wilson were absolutely nuts. Um, yeah, very strange stuff like uh, her like staring into the camera and making all of these weird faces and doing like all the weird voices. Um, I don't know what was going on. I was just like, this is weird. People were doing all going crazy on Elliot as well and calling Elliot a hater. And I was just like, nobody's going to talk about the other weird part of this that she's like on IG, like looking very bizarre. Nothing about this looks normal, but okay. And I don't think anything he did warranted that much of a response. Like, I, mm-hmm. it was weird. Um, yeah, you know how the barbs get down. So, you know, I knew the barbs were going to come for him. Uh, but then we also had the, the Kanye clips that came out as well. And I was just like, <sighs> look, man, I got on this podcast, I think like three weeks ago. And I said, every time this guy puts out music, this is what we're going to expect at this point. This is the new normal for him. When he puts out music, we're gonna have to deal with the antics, and I just I can't do it, man. I, I the music is just not good enough for me to deal with the antics, man. I just can't do it. And uh, watching that clip, it just was very sickening to me that there were so many people in that room listening to this man that is clearly not well, and like enabling him and 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 agreeing with things he was saying and hyping this up. No, 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 no. This is this. This looks nasty. It looks like a bunch of leeches in that room continuing to leech off somebody until he has nothing else left. It was very sad to watch, and I know people were trying to laugh at it and stuff, but I was like, this isn't funny to me. This looks bad. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I watched probably like thirty seconds of it, and I'm like, this makes my stomach hurt. I can't like indulge in this. Like anything that y'all were laughing about, not funny to me. And like any topic of conversation coming out of this, I don't like it. I think it's all super gross for them to this is exploitation of what's going on here. They're filming his rants and he's clearly unwell. You can hear him, you could see him. He's saying wild stuff and telling everybody that I'm unwell, but they're just like, yeah, man, you're right. Get into it. Choose. Oh, I'm like, yo, forget this. Forget the music. Forget all of this. We got to like wash our hands of this or do something, man. He's got to get some help, man. Um, Yeah. uh, Yes. Life of Dean. Very ironically that the name of the album is Vultures. And it very much felt like he was in a room full of vultures picking at his carcass. Um, It was gross. Uh, Now, I do think it was funny. (laughs) Nothing he was saying was funny, but I did think it was funny how the one chick kept trying to like in, engage him and he kept getting mad at her very very funny how he just kept okay. going shut, 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 shut. let me let me run back what i said because that was really funny get her out no get her out of get her out of here get her, get her out take, take her out take her out <laughs> um for some people for some reason people thought that was yes jules because i guess yes jules right. was recording as well 
Um, and so somebody had to put out the other clip that proved it wasn't Yes Jules that got kicked out. Um, what are we doing? But even that part about it is just like, man. That's what Elliot should have posted as hip-hop journalism, because this is hip-hop journalism? What the hell is this? Yeah, it was it was bad, man. I, yikes. Uh, but yeah, on the uh, the Nikki thing, I've watched probably like five Nikki clips this week, and like, is she on? Like, what's going? Is she on drugs? Like, what? This is like uh, it was the same thing of the Kanye thing. I'm like, no, this is un. She's unwell. I think this isn't feel right. Like, it, I don't know. Strange. Yeah, it's like I don't know if it's is she being exploited? I don't know what this is. It feels weird. It doesn't feel right, and so. Um, I was again in another comic section, and people are like, "No, that's how she always acts. This is her. You guys don't know she's actually toned down." And I'm like, "What? What? What are you guys talking about?" I'm very confused. Hip hop is, yeah, it's uh, wild, man. Yeah. Uh, on the music side of the Kanye stuff, I only saw like maybe two clips of this. So I saw Freddie Gibbs getting his verse off. Of course, it's Gibbs, so. The verse was fire. I was like, still not enough to get me to listen to this album. Um, but um, you also got the the verse from uh, Northwest, which, <laughs> you know, the, the kid verses are what they are. They're wholesome. Um, you know, I was happy for it. She looked like she was excited to be on stage. Kanye West looked ex- elated to have her there. Um, great. Uh, boy, that uh, that verse over the Everybody record is not good though listen <laughs> not good <laughs> if you ain't gonna get your kid with jermaine dupree then i'm not trying to hear it, man get them kids with jd let him lace them up that's the only way you, to do you, this you you're ready for the ghostwriters um <laughs> that's what you're saying uh, look listen you can't i know you want to feel proud a creative dad let your kid get their bars off but get your kids some bars man come on you're not you're not feeling um uh, uh, don't be messy, just bless me. Mm-mm. It's your bestie, Miss Westy. You're not feeling nah, that? Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> I'm out. Zero percent. Keep that. Nah, man, she was into it. Like, nah, nah, look, put, I, put them wraps on the refrigerator. Do not put them out to the world. <laughs> Take that CD, that blank that CD. Put it on the that was, on, no, I he, didn't. He, he, Look, man, it is what it is. Uh, I I I enjoyed the 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 I enjoyed her performing more than the rest of the clips that we got from the Vultures uh, stream. Uh, we got more from Tony P. Uh, Final battle lived up to the hype uh, for just ten dollars. Great start and bittersweet, awesome ending in the show. Uh, that was Billy's star making moment. It was nice to see Mercedes and Bailey shout her out as well. Um, yeah, it's a good place to get into Final Battle, I suppose. Yeah. Uh really good show. Uh what did what did you think off top? I thought that uh, you know, of course I cover these shows, so going into it, it kind of was the same song and dance that this current former Ring of Honor has been. It's like we're getting deep into the the the, the buildup of this pay-per-view when there's no matches announced. And then a few weeks ago or a week or two ago. Tony Khan starts ramping it up, starts announcing all these matches. Even beyond that, like last night, as the shows are happening, they're announcing matches. So it was yeah. pretty to the last minute. But man, the matches that needed to deliver feel really delivered. That survival of the fittest match, my homeboy, Brian Keith, you guys. Okay, so coming into this match, of course, 
I was all Dalton Castle. You can bring back every Ring of Honor post show and hear me being like, <laughs> Dalton Castle, he has to get this championship. He's carried this flag so high for Ring of Honor. He deserves this moment. And as soon as they announced Brian Keith, all that shit was right out the window. Now, Brian Keith needs this championship right now. It's my dog. It's a ha- it's happening. So, yeah, they announced this match. Brian Keith's going to take on Jack Cartwheel. California boy, shout out to Jack Cartwheel, really doing his thing this year. Uh, out in Mexico, out. out on the Indies, just a, a very consistent wrestler. Um, getting, yeah, he did his thing, but this was Brian Keith's moment. Phil, still tipping. Let's just start there. Um, yeah, I thought the pre-show was great for what it mm-hmm. was. Um, I thought the fact that we got the Brian Keith match in his mm. ROH debut mm. on the pre-show, and that was his way of qualifying for the survivor of the fittest match. That was really dope. We got him, of course, as you said, coming out to classic record, still wow. tipping, restoring wow. the energy, fireman. Wow. Um, we also got uh, we got Jasmine Allure versus Taya. Taya, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, their entrance was weird. I was I was very confused why Taya now comes out with Shiny TV, mm-hmm. um, but. It is what it is. Um, I thought that was a fun match for what it was. I thought uh, we got Garcia in a, in a fun match to open the show as well. Um, well, on the pre-show, not to open the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the pre-show matches were good. I thought that they were strong. But, of course, the, the story of the pre-show with Brian Keith still tipping. Um, I thought the opener of the show was also very good, which we expected coming into it. The second it was announced, I was like, brother. Oh, the Kingo Black Tarus is gonna is gonna hit and buddy did it hit, man. That man brother, was brother, fire. brother. <laughs> hit all of the crazy spots, hit all of the wild acrobatics. I loved it. Yeah, this was uh I knew when Black Taurus was announced that he was gonna have this kind of uh moment because that's how all of Black Taurus's matches are. They're yes. crazy. He goes a hundred miles per hour, but yeah, there's a um a certain aura that not a lot of wrestlers have it's like when when lucha underground was kicking first kicking and that aura that penta had coming in that's the kind of aura that black taurus has he just hasn't got to do it on the highest level he's had a some pretty good success in impact and of course a lot of success in mexico but he hasn't got to do it at the highest level and so this yesterday was like all right, I'm on a high level. I'm about to show y'all everything that I got. So he comes out here 1,000 miles per hour, throwing everything at Vakingo, trying to kill Vakingo most of the time with power bombs, backbreakers, clotheslines, that press slam off the top rope that he hit Vakingo. <laughs> like that, thinking about that bump that Vakingo has to take of being hoisted in the air and not knowing where you are and thrown to the, the mat is crazy as hell. But yeah, of course, Vikingo's in this match, so he's not going to let anybody in the world outshine him in any match. He threw everything that he has in his arsenal up, up here. He hit a, a 6.30 to the outside of the ring and landed on his feet. It's like, people aren't supposed to do these things, my brother. How do you practice that, Phil? Like, I'm about to do, okay, stand right there. I'm going to do this. Catch me. Yeah, we see Vikingo lighted up twice in the same night and <laughs> just watching him watching him in back-to-back matches i was just like yeah this guy is this guy's insane man. how do you um, do it um some of the stuff that he pulls off i'm just like when do you when do you decide to even try that right and like 
what are the conversations after you tried it the first time and it didn't work and you just decide to keep <laughs> keep doing it until it actually hit like i like wow. to say, think this guy like wakes up in cold sweats thinking about flips he's like damn i got to write this down i got to try this right now like how do you pitch that to somebody or lay right here i'm gonna flip 10 times and then land on you it's like it's wild and he always hits it with perfection sometimes he doesn't hit it with perfection but i think that's also the love of the game it isn't it's the Sabu effect. If you guys know anything about Sabu, um, one of the uh, wildest wrestlers of all time, he didn't hit every single uh, time that he did a springboard or or anything like that. And it's funny. Now he tells the story that he would do – sometimes he would not hit it on purpose just because that's pro wrestling and it's not yeah. all supposed to be 100% on the line. So sometimes he's going to crash and burn because that's what high fine is. That's, that's the game. But, yeah, amazing way to start the show. Um Lucha is just the easiest way to get this, get any crowd into a match, yeah. especially in Texas too. Yeah, big Texas crowd. The crowd was fantastic all night. Whole I thought time. the crowd, the crowd gave great energy to all of the matches, uh, all of the matches that needed it, all of the matches that were that were hot. Uh, the crowd was invested. Um, just don't get on your phone, I guess, because if you Dax, oh. Dax, <laughs> Dax will be patrolling the streets. Like, get off your phone, buddy. Uh, Why do we always have to have some controversy attached to? So how do you feel about it, Phil? Um, I thought it was really funny. Um, to be <laughs> honest with you. I, I laughed really hard at it. Um, just the way he like, just the way he leaned on the barricade and was just like looking at her like a disappointed dad. Mm-hmm. It was hilarious to me. Um, I'm sure some people thought it was in bad taste and they were angry a lot about of it, people. but. But I, in the moment, thought it was very funny. Now, if you could get into a conversation of should he or shouldn't he have done that, uh, it's probably not that serious. But at the same time, emotions are high. You're doing a match where you are doing it as a tribute to Jay Briscoe. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see him being in his feelings. You're at, you guys are out here killing yourself. You're dead. There's blood. There's barbed wire. There's fire. There's uh, guns. There's knives. All kind of shit. And she's on her phone. Could probably get a little frustrating as a performer. But from the looks out on the outside, I don't know anything. Looked like somebody was dragged to a damn wrestling show in the front row and is bored as hell watching a wrestling match. And her boyfriend's like, get off your phone. We're watching this show. So don't blame her for being in the game. She just uh, probably came along for a date. See, there's there's a, a conversation to be had here because people ask me pretty often. They're like, um, or uh, it's kind of like a topic of conversation of like, if you get with the person, you're like, you're super into this kind of world we are in. Like, do you try to involve your significant other or your partner in it? Me, I'm good. I don't want like, I don't want to be like, here's wrestling. Introduce you. Come to this show. I have no interest in that. And there's some <laughs> people, there's some people that are like, yeah, I have a new significant other and I'm going to bring them to the shows. I want to bring them along to that. But I'm just, I don't have any interest in that because of moments like this. It's like, I'm not going to force you to like something that I like because you might be bored and you're going to be texting on your phone while we're in the front row watching a, an amazing match. Yeah. I think that's what made it even more funny to me the fact that the dude with her was tapping on the shoulder and, and cracking yes. up at it he loved it he's like it's deck because he's in he's involved in the show for him he's like this is a great moment i thought it was hilarious he was just basically like yo yeah yeah get off your phone Dax is right there that's what i'm saying look like somebody was dragged to the show she's like bro leave me alone you know, and the look on her face when when he like walks away and he's like, Ugh. and she's just like, <laughs> I had 
no, this was all really funny, man. I'm sorry. I thought this was really, really funny. <laughs> and I, I'm sure, like, I don't think Dax probably meant any harmful intent. He probably was just like, yo, we're out here cooking. What are you doing? Like, it's it's almost like when a comedian's on stage and someone's the same shit. You're like, yo, I'm up here cooking. Why are you on your phone? Or why are you heckling me or some type of thing? So yeah. I'm not mad at it. I don't think it was anything <laughs> crazy. But I saw a lot of. Uh, shout out to uh, uh, the women's on my timeline that were not not very happy about it. Yeah, uh, of course, I can't speak for the experience of women at wrestling shows or um, how that might have made that woman feel. But mm-hmm. um, buddy, in the moment, I thought I thought it was hilarious. Um, yeah. We also got the Ring of Honor six man tag title match. Um, it was fine. I, TMDK was, right. was was uh, in the building against uh, the Mogul Embassy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was a it was a good match. It was a good uh, palate cleanser after all of the spot fest from the first match. Then we got the I Quit match, which is probably going to end up one of be one one of the more divisive matches of the night because right uh, some of the there were some Jeff Jarrett shenanigans. Yeah, some of the <laughs> some of the booking for this match um is not gonna hit for some people i enjoyed right. it for what it mm-hmm. was i i very much like ethan page um, yes. he's got himself in great shape i thought he had a great week um with this match and then also getting the match with kenny omega on collision yep. mm-hmm. um but the story of this match that i was excited about is scorpio sky is back minute of the year are back to together Let's go. Um, I, I think that's the best thing to come out of this um if this means they're gonna go on like a tag title um, hunt on Ring of Honor or back on main AW shows. I'm here for it. Yeah, that's kind of uh, coming out of this feud what I wanted to happen. So Scorpio showing up was a great surprise for me. Uh, we've talked about it many times on this podcast, Phil, how upset we were that they broke up Men in the Year initially because we loved what they were doing. Only thing again, we're going to keep re- re- reiterating it. Only thing we hated about it was that Dan dan lambert and he's gone so now they're going to be back together don't give them a mouthpiece ethan page can really talk no one needs to talk for ethan page no ever he he can do it so i was really excited about him having this match he got to have like a big you know big moment in this pay-per-view that earlier you said a palette palette cleanse i like that's what i liked about the pay-per-view is they they had a couple of those in here because some of these matches were wore out afterwards but so Putting in something yeah. to to let us take a breather was great. Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, I think the first three matches served that, that purpose really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think I like that quit match. Um, there are mm-hmm. bits of it that I was like, uh, it's mm-hmm. not really for me, but uh, <laughs> I enjoyed the match overall. Um, I and it like some Jeff Jarrett Memphis at points. I was like, all right, Jeff Jarrett might have low hand in this. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. It, it, but it was just good to see those two guys on a pay-per-view. Uh, we mm-hmm. might not get that on a AEW pay-per-view, but to see exactly. Tony Nese and Ethan Page on a pay-per-view is really cool because those two guys are very talented. Yeah, um, I was going to say, shout out to Tony Nese, too. I didn't say too much about him, but Tony Nese for a long time. Uh, starting in Impact a really long time ago, and then the stuff that he was doing in the Cruiserweight Classic and 205 Live, I thought was super underrated, man. There was there was a rich roster that he probably fell kind of low on the totem pole of star power, but he was cooking every single night. And for him to get an opportunity like this and all the opportunities that he's gotten in ring of honor, I think is well-deserved. Yeah. Yeah. I like Tony Nese. Um, 
like you said, I think he was really, really great with WWE as a mm-hmm. part of the cruiserweight division. I don't think he got enough of his flowers, but you could say that about so many guys from that cruiserweight division. Yeah. Um, yeah. When, which speaking of when it when a mystery man for the sixth uh, survivor of the fittest was first announced, so I was like Ali. Ah. But Ali put out that uh, ticking time clock the, last night as well, so maybe we could see him somewhere soon. Hopefully. And that's coming up, huh? What's the date? Oh, it's the 16th, and his the, his thing ended on December 21st. So we could be Five seeing days. Ali very soon somewhere. I'm sure he's it's going to be immediately imp- immediate impact. I'm sure he has his promo video ready. Like I'm, it's going to be like right at that time that he put on there. Something's going to drop. Some matches are going to be announced. Like it's going to be full force. I had that idea for a little bit too, and I thought it would be really dope. But man, what we got, Brian Keith. Of course, uh, you know, qualified for the match earlier in the show. But then they had the match, uh, the survival of the fittest match. Lee Moriarty's in here. Kyle Fletcher, Commander, Brian Keith, Dalton Castle. Um, there's too many names to, to, to remember. Brian Keith, Dalton Castle, uh, Commander, Kyle Fletcher. Um, Lee Moriarty, Lee, Lee Johnson, and Lee Johnson. Shout out to uh, all the people in this match. Shout out to both Lees. Lee Moriarty. You know, I mean, I think he was one of your picks going into this. Phil had a great showing earlier in this match. I thought he was. Uh, he's been so charismatic, and his character work has been so great. In addition to the work, but on top of that, he's gotten uh, in great shape. He looks uh, like his look. Everything about Lee has improved. And yeah. uh, uh, I think the the character work has helped tremendously. So him kind of cooking in the beginning, getting a couple of eliminations was dope. But my guy, Brian Keith, came out here and really cooked. I love that. the Of course, they're in Texas. So the crowd was super into him. We're getting BK chants. He really got to shine, got to chop, got to hit the Emerald Tiger, Tiger Driver. Like this was a great showcase for him. The match got a little bit muddied in the in, in the middle here, Phil. There was some more shenanigans with Johnny TV and the boys and Dalton Castle that I was like, we probably could have skipped out on this part. But after that, oh, my God. Brother started going a 1,000 miles per hour. When, of course, I was into um, initially Dalton Castle, I thought was going to win the match. But then he was eliminated kind of early. So I'm like, oh, okay, they're going to go in a different direction. For a couple of weeks, uh, they were building up Kyle Fletcher on uh, ROH TV, but with how AEW works and they need to move him over there, they kind of stopped this push. So I thought this potentially could happen. And uh, so the result of it, I wasn't really that upset about. But they start cooking, and then when Kyle Fletcher and Commander got into their one-on-one stuff, they started going crazy. At one point, Kyle Fletcher hit El Generico-style brain buster on the top term buckle, absolutely destroyed Commander. Commander was in rare form, too. Just like you said about Vikingo, eclectic, insane talent that had that match while the collision match, uh, the Rampage match was about to hit. And it's like, how do you guys do all this wild stuff? But, yeah, they really started cooking, and Kyle Fletcher ended up getting the win, the new television champion, which I'm excited about because if he's consistently on TV having matches like he's been having, we're we're on fire. Um, yeah, man. Look, I I thought that this was uh, 
It was a bit of a mixed bag at points. I thought the match was very good overall, but like you said, in the middle, it was a little clunky. Some of the Johnny stuff was kind of mm-hmm. weird, kind of tacked on. Yeah. Um, I assume that that means we're getting uh, Johnny TV and Dalton Castle feud coming out of this, but yeah. I think the execution of it wasn't the best. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, uh, I believe Lee Johnson was first was the first guy eliminated. I thought Lee looked really good in this match as well. Has been there. Um, I thought he hit some really cool looking moves. Um, his uh, his back and forth with Lee Moriarty was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, then of course Dalton Castle was out second. I was really surprised Dalton Castle got uh, eliminated that early in the match. Um, yeah. But the fact that you know that there was shenanigans. Um, Mm. Let's you know how popular he is and right. the way the crowd booed the second he was out lets you know that they're not done with Dalton Castle and he'll probably be back. Um mm-hmm. so um I was I was re- I was good with it. Uh I thought all Lee Moriarty was quietly won MVPs at this match. Um his exchanges with Brian Keith were man. Yeah. So so good. That yeah. knee that Brian Keith hit him with um mm. <laughs> mm. deadly. Um, crazy stuff uh and then like you said kyle fletcher came in with the new interest music kind of new presentation as well for him uh the the makeup and and what have you i thought he looked really really good in this match uh the final stretch with him and commander was just incredible mm. uh made this match totally per- worth the price of admission um two 24 years old 24 year olds i hate them yeah, man, two really, really <laughs> young guys, and they they look tremendous. I thought everybody in this match benefited from this match. Everybody uh, did their thing and looked great, and yeah. you can see how those guys will be the building blocks for ROH going forward, whether that be yep. in the pure division or in the television title picture. Um, man, sign Brian Keith, man. You have to. If That's you're, it. If you're, if you're not signing this guy, sign this guy. Of course, we yeah. got afterwards the announcement that he will be facing mm. Orange Cassidy tonight on cushion <laughs> for the international championship. Ooh. I believe somebody on this show asked, where's Orange Cassidy? Why aren't we getting Orange Cassidy title matches like we were getting? And as soon as we, like two days later, we're, <laughs> we're getting a heater on collision. Uh, very much excited for that. Phil, um, I, I, I really, I'm a, trying so hard not to be petty in all of this Brian Keith talk. I want to go back to the day that I release the BW 500 2023 to all the who's Brian Keith. Who's Brian Keith. Who's this guy? Who, who, who after tonight, when he absolutely cooks with orange Cassidy and everybody's like, blah, 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 blah. I want to, but I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm just going to let you guys enjoy it. Cause I knew what time it was going to be. It's Brian Keith. He's amazing. You all are going to see it and you are all seeing, but yeah, shout out to ruckus for that tweet too. That was dope. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Getting here, still tipping twice was great. Unbelievable. Um, the vibes were vibes were there. Uh, the the timeline was going up for it. It was really cool to see the clip of him coming out to still tip and pop up on the timeline so many times. Mm. Um, even if he doesn't get a chance to get, continue to use still tipping, I think that's such a great introduction for mainstream fans if they haven't seen him um, on the indies. Um, if man, anything, we'll always have that moment to go back to because that was special. That was that was great. Uh, we had a uh, Nyla Rose versus Vert Vixen. It's also just like a fun kind of palate cleanser match. It was a good way to get both these women on the card. Again, I was very excited to see Vert Vixen. I think she's a great talent. I think that uh, she would make a good addition to the ROH uh, women's division. Uh, man, she would make great addition to AEW women's division as well. To be honest, um, I just Definitely. think that she's her. Um, um, real quick before we continue on the card. 
do you think it was too long? Uh, no, I think it was fine. I think uh, at points where it felt a little long, um, I think the the six man went on kind of long. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also feel like they were trying to make up for the fact that they didn't have a ROH tag title match and they didn't yeah. have an ROH world title match. Uh, right. Like trying to get Eddie Kingston on the mat on the card at the last minute. Uh, I I understood it was it was a good way to get him on the card, but eh, you kind of could have left it out. You didn't. Yeah. It it didn't really add that much to the show other than just saying Eddie Kingston was here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Because I've been seeing a lot of people. There's been like people on either side of the fence of like this is too long. Some people are like it's too much, and I'm like in the circumstances if you look at it of like the way that ring of honors presents it on a weekly basis is it's, it's attached to collision. It's kind of like they film it. And sometimes there's people there. Sometimes there's not people there. Like the, the way that it, it, it exists in this way, like you need to give when it's just a ring of honor show, you have to give up this. You got to give up 14 matches. You got to give up heat because it's not always like this. So you have to maximize a crowd that's there just for Ring of Honor. That's a very important aspect of this whole thing of like that crowd was there to see Ring of Honor. So you want to maximize every piece, every minute. You want to maximize everything you can do with this. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, we also got uh, Willie Uta taking on Tom Lawler. Yeah, um, I laughed very hard at the idea of these guys coming out and having a pure wrestling match, doing like the straightforward technical wrestling <laughs> after the craziness we saw in the television title match. Um, yeah, but they they did great. Yuta is still Yuta. Yuta is a fantastic heel. Um, it is hilarious watching him next to three heels and Brian and Claudio and Mox that are doing terrible things, but we also really like these guys and we want to cheer <laughs> them. And Yuta comes out and gets to be this annoying uh, toe rack that we all want to boo. And it's just so great. He's, he's so good at it. Uh, I loved him going, going, going to beat Tom Lawler the way he did and then beating him down after the match. And then hook comes in and we think hook's going to have this cool moment of, Getting running him away. Nope, nope. You come back in and kick some square in the balls. Yeah. Uh, really, really funny stuff. Yeah, this match here uh, is kind of what I loved about the show, how we talked about earlier and the variety. Of, this is classic Ring of Honor. Like when Ring of Honor was the Ring of Honor that people know and love, you would get stuff like this. You would get a crazy scramble match. You get some wild brawl. And then there'd be a pure match with Brian Danson and Nigel McGuinness for 30 minutes. That's just them trading holds and then the next match would be some wild tag match like that's exactly the 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 essence the history of ring of honor was on display here yeah the yuda learning from his contemporaries learning from all the training learning from being tore down by claudio all the time learning from john moxley trying to shove his nose in all the dirt and learning from brian danielson potentially going to kill you at every moment um has gotten Yuta into this really dope place of like he's a shitty little heel and you just want him to lose but yeah. also he learned all this stuff from Brian Danielson and Claudio and John Moxley that he's also a great wrestler so it's hard for you to beat him it's a really dope story that they're telling and I, I love Tom Lawler in this position too because yeah like I was saying on the post show last night Tom Lawler's a technical wrestler 
he's an MMA uh, superstar. He's all these things. But like the name Filthy is real because like he's dirty. Like it's not a clean match. Like when he's doing his technical shit, it's like a dirty style of technical. And I think it like adds such a a different, unique perspective to pro wrestling that that a lot of people can't do. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought it was good to see Tom Lawler here. Of course, he was supposed to be on the card for Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. Um, believe he got injured that time, and so he didn't make it. So it was good to see him here again. Um, hopefully. We see him more because Tom Lawler is great. Yeah. Uh, never get tired of laughing at this guy wrestling really, really well. And uh, Daisy, they got him a theme too, right? Like they they paid for yeah. some music for him. I'm like, yo, all right, what's up? Yeah, no, I, I thought this match was great. Mm-hmm. Um, we also got Keith Lee versus Shane Taylor. Got new Shane Taylor music as well. Um, I thought this match was really good. I've enjoyed most of what Keith has done since he's been back. Uh, it still feels like uh, it still feels like he's trying to get his legs back up under him because at yeah. one point, like he, you know, you know, you know what Keith is known for. He hit, mm-hmm. he he has his explosiveness, footwork. Uh, he can turn it up at certain points mm-hmm. in the match, and it still seems like he's just like, just not quite back there yet. Mm-hmm. But I thought this was really good. I thought this was a good use of both guys. Yeah, there's something about Keith Lee's footwork in these recent uh, matches that he's had coming back that seemed a little bit off. I don't know what it is, but hopefully he can get it back. But I thought these guys did what they needed to do. Um, Shane Taylor has been screaming to the heavens about wanting this match and wanting to beat up Keith Lee. So it's good that they got to do it here. Got to do it in Texas. There's history behind it. They hit an absolute leak crazy why are you guys doing this canadian destroyer off the second rope that it's like you guys i don't think you should like i get it yes i want it there's sometimes as a wrestling fan where i'm like like the brian Danielson stuff where it's like i get it yes i'm excited but also what if we just did it because <laughs> this is crazy <laughs> Yeah, but I thought it was dope, and yeah, shout out to TZ uh, for the fiftieth million time on our podcast for having a super dope theme. <laughs> the brother just does not miss ever, and does not ever miss a phone call of having somebody's theme music. Shout out to the homie TZ. Yeah, uh, yeah, I thought this was good. Uh, I kind of agree with Little Aries. I would not be upset if they got the band back to. Together now that they've like finally like squared away their beef and had the singles match, I wouldn't be mad at it. Um, I I think that uh, them as a tag team could be good, especially uh, Ring of Honor. I, I think that could work. Yeah, I think that talking about Keith Lee, seeing the match last night and seeing some of the responses on online, I think moving forward, maybe the best thing for Keith Lee is to put him in a tag team. So this might be the best with Shane Taylor might be the best way to go because you already have a built-in thing with them. And we've seen in AEW specifically how much Keith Lee shines as a tag team wrestler. So that might be the way to do it. Yeah. I, I think the idea of, of those, those guys together with Lee, I think that that could be, yeah, I, I like the idea of that as the new Shane Taylor promotions. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, like Shane Taylor is going to have to like switch up the dress. Cause they used to come out in the black suits. Um, I, I laughed hysterically at Keith Lee on a collision where he had the all-white suit on. Peeps, the the homie True Guy was saying he looked like uh, one of the members of New Edition from the Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> not, not Your Kind of Girl video. And he did very funny stuff. Uh, 
I mean, if we're getting into fits real quick, we have to mention our homeboy, Adam Copeland, with his great suit and his great hat looking like a 2023 members of the Isley Brothers. Listen, Edge is old school, brother, and you saw it on display here. Now, shout out to Edge getting this shit off at the uh, Percy Jackson premiere. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that fit was wild. I was like, all right, man. People were saying he looked like uh, he had a zoot suit. Like I was like, <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he, he looked like uh, uh, he looked like uh, Detroit Copeland, Detroit Dread. <laughs> Going to a movie premiere in a zoot suit is wild. <laughs> oh man, yeah. <laughs> no, shout out to Cope, man. I thought uh, I thought him and Christian had a great match on uh, last week as well. Oh, they um, did, yeah, totally. The finish was a little yeah. well, wasn't really for me, but I thought the match was really good. Um, <laughs> uh, so then we got the fight to honor Jay Briscoe six man tag match, uh, and that was two FDR. matches essentially. Yeah, yeah, basically two matches. FDR and Mark Briscoe taking on Blackpool Combat Club, Brian Danielson. Claudio Castagnoli, John Moxley, uh, those three guys on a Ring of Honor pay-per-view in 2023. Sounds wow. insane. Um, of course, we've seen Claudio on a bunch as champion, but just the idea of him teaming with Brian Danielson and John Moxley I can't on a it. Ring of Honor pay-per-view <laughs> is just crazy. Um, Seeing Brian walk at the, when they're entrance and they're just walking out and it's like Brian Danielson's walking to a Ring of Honor ring is like, this is surreal, you guys. Like Brian Danielson at one point was out of the game like yeah. not like he had bit, done the wwe thing they said you're done here came back to wwe then had another great run had one of the greatest matches of all time that i cried after he did and then he's done all this and he still has came back to ring of honor to have this match like this and yeah like i said kind of a two-parter like the first match they were like all right we're gonna be technical brian danielson is here we should probably get some of this uh <laughs> probably get some people tied up in this ring before we get into the shenanigans and yeah the, i thought the first part was super strong of course because all the elements are there ftr are tremendous at this mark briscoe is was on fire the whole time claudio was a madman but looking Philip Lindsay, John Moxley is a madman. There was many points in this match where it was like, I think the other competitors didn't want to be involved with John Moxley. Like he's running, like a, he's like swinging a barbed wire. He has that fork. He's he's forking people on the head. He's forking people on their arm and their back, and they're just like, "Get away from me, dude! Why are you crazy?" <laughs> John Moxley's like that. Like, you know, you like babysit a kid and feed him a bunch of sugar, and then it's like 9 p.m. and he's still going nuts. That's John, and you like can't grab him. That's John Moxley. Um, yeah, I, I've been uh, re watching the Punisher Netflix mo um, show, mm -hmm. and Frank Castle is one of the most violent, crazy people in the world. And John Moxley has some of that same energy where <laughs> other people are trying to have like the death matches and do all this stuff um, to like out cringe people and he and and then moxley just comes in and he's like oh that's what we're doing yeah and everybody's like well hold on what, whoa 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 wait, wait a second bro hold on we weren't doing that whoa whoa yeah i, I very much like the idea of um fdr and mark briscoe seeing brian across the ring from them and going hey man that's like one of the greatest wrestlers in the world let's like mm -hmm. try and prove ourselves in this technical wrestling match against him and then moxley's kind of looking like 
now nah, wait a minute didn't you guys <laughs> do like this big like bloody dog collar match last time you here? I, I was here for this like let's yeah, do that exactly. <laughs> yeah there was blood everywhere last time i saw a match i want to do that type of stuff and that's exactly what he he did like there was a point where he threw Mark Briscoe off the top through the ladder with the barbed wire. Okay, so the match happens. They have the technical thing, and then they do this kind of – I didn't really like the the way that they got to it of a bunch yeah. of security comes out. They, we, they get to the outside. They brawl. Yeah, it's a count out, but security comes and stops. And then Mark Briscoe gets back on the mic and like, we got to do this for my brother. Like, let's restart the match. And then they get into the hardcore shit. That's when they got the the barbed wire, the ladders, the chairs, the tables, like all the shenanigans. And I thought that at one point, everybody's down. Half the people are bleeding. There's blood. There's barbed wire. There's all this crazy shit. And I was just like, wow, this is like they wanted to pay tribute to Jay Briscoe. And this is exactly the way that you do it. Yeah, I, I very much understood the dichotomy of the match of, of paying tribute to not just um, that style of wrestling that they did very well. And like what's probably going to go down is one of the best Briscoe's matches ever in the dog collar match. Yeah. But also like showing that, nah, other than that, Jay was a very good wrestler as well. And then mm-hmm. like putting on the graps in the first half of it. Uh, like you, I understood the reason to do like those two matches and one as a tribute. Um, I think the execution of how they did it was a little mm. bit messy, but yeah. I enjoyed it overall. I thought it was a good match. Yeah, I thought that everybody worked really hard, and like I predicted, Mark Briscoe pinned Brian Danielson because I knew I was like when they announced this match, I was like they have the Continental Classic and stuff going on, and Claudio, Mox, and Brian are in it, and Mark Briscoe. I was like, but I don't think that's going to play a role. Like, I know when they announced this match, Brian was like, Mark Briscoe, you better pin me to, to win this match because that's just the type of guy that Brian Danielson is. So that wasn't really a surprise to me at all. And I thought that's the way that it should go. So, yeah, this match was in ring of every all the elements, everything you kind of the story behind it. It was perfect. Yeah. Uh, very fitting tribute to Jay. Mm-hmm. Um, I continue to say every time Mark is on one of these pay-per-views and we get to see him actually talk in the media scrums is it's, it's just so great he's just he's just a, a, a great guy man it's just great to listen to him talk man mm-hmm. I, I would love to see more interviews with him because same just, here um just the like way here. That, yeah the, the way he manages to stay positive and his insights just man it's just so inspirational because he he could have every reason to be like very upset and down on everything that's happening he's never like that um, his, his he's always like very positive. His energy is always up. Even when he was talking about the Twitter stuff, like mm-hmm. he didn't make that big big of a deal of it. He didn't seem like he was that angry about it. He was just like, oh, yeah, it just happened. I explained myself and moved on. Yeah, I love that. Right before they left out of the arena, he talked into the camera to Jay to be like, "We're yeah. still out here, big dog. Like I'm gonna continue this legacy of the Briscoes because that's what you would have wanted." And I love in the scrum how he talked about mental health and just talked about like how no therapist could have helped him through this, but pro wrestling helped him through this. I thought that that was just tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really good stuff all around the match itself and um, getting to see those three guys in the scrum afterwards really enjoyed all of it. Yeah. Uh, we also got the proving ground match with Eddie Kingston versus Anthony Henry. Um, yeah. It was just a way to kind of get that. Eddie on the card to to you know 
shut up anybody that's just like, oh, where's the world champion? How can you have a Ring of Honor show without the world champion? He was here. He gave us a proving ground match. <laughs> it was fine. Um, <laughs> the real, you know, for me, match of the night. Yes. For no surprise. Uh, Athena versus Billy Stark in the main event. This match was very, very good. Athena just continues to prove that she is one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. Uh, came out in the Bane gear, which looked dope. Mm. Um, and then proceeded to beat the snot out of Billy Stark <laughs> for the first half of this match. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, we're beating a dead horse here, you guys. But Athena is really, really great at this, man. The wrestler of the year. The way that she controls a match, the way that she commands a crowd, the way that she destroyed Billy Starks for the beginning of this, the way that every the presentation, everything about it is just big. It screams a lot. And yeah, coming into this match, I have a lot of thoughts on what transpired at the finish, but I thought that the match was great. Billy Starks you know, showed exactly why she was here. She was uh, an underdog. She had heart, but she showed so much fight. Like she was really trying to take Athena out of this when she started making her comeback. She has blood on her face, but she's throwing everything at her. She's hitting, hitting her drivers on the, the apron. She's kicking, punching, fighting, clawing, all the stuff. But Athena is the ROH MVP, she's the forever Ring of Honor Women's Champion, and you're, it's going to take so much more, as we can see, to beat her. Yeah, it seems like coming into this match, Phil, that they were telling the story of Billy Starks winning this. So, like, that's what that was the craziest part to me because I'm like, not like, not just like I kind of expected Billy Starks to win, but the reason I expected her to win is because you gave me this. You gave me the lead in that she was going to win. But then, like you said, if you kind of think about back to some of the elements, you're like, okay, they gave up signs. Kate and I were laughing about in pro wrestling, in the pro wrestling world, the the, the go-home show of Ring of Honor, Billy Stark stood tall with the belt in the middle of the ring, which means uh, you probably probably not a good sign for your match tomorrow. And so if the if the baby face comes out with the with the upper hand on the go home show, usually means maybe that the you know the 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 heel champion's gonna win. And then she, her announcing that she was going to, if she lost, she was gonna be out of Ring of Honor. That to me, because of kind of the story that they were telling, maybe this week she did a couple of interviews. Tony Khan had that uh, quote this week of saying, "Oh, I would love to have Athena on Ring of Honor." all this, I mean, Athena on AEW TV, all this stuff, and uh, kind of things that we've heard in, you know, just in the air of like, Athena's gonna maybe lose this belt to Billy Starks, and then I fantasy booked her being on Collision, I fantasy booked her on the main roster, however, I thought that's what was gonna happen. It isn't what happened. <laughs> the one thing that I don't want to happen, though, Phil, is her relinquish this fucking belt without losing it into to anybody i'm going to scream you know how they like that not just aw but pro wrestling in general it's like oh we've gotten to this point of no return where now she's so hot we don't want anybody to beat her so we're gonna have her just give up the belt please do not do this to us um yeah it would be a bit ironic because that's what happened to athena because with oscar like, right 
because, you know, it felt like she was going to beat Asuka, didn't beat Asuka, then Asuka just vacated the belt and went to the main roster. Yeah. Uh, so it would be a, a little a little funny coincidence. Uh, it would, but it'll uh, suck. Yeah, but I, I, I agree. I, I thought coming into this match, it felt like Billy's night. It felt like the story. Everybody was invested. Everybody was everybody was ready for Billy to get this win. This felt like it was going to be like one of those matches that made Billy Stark. I and I do think it did did in some ways. I do it think did. that it proved how good she is. Um but I was very surprised she did not win this match. Um mm -hmm. I thought uh I thought the story they did in the match as well with Lexi being um reluctant to help even though, you know, she's been like behind Athena every step of the way. Uh she she gave her a great intro in the match mm -hmm. that I thought was hilarious i thought all of the story stuff around that was great but when she asked for the belt and she didn't want to give it to her at first because she was like no that's billy i'm not gonna let you hit billy with the belt billy's our friend um but yeah i i think the story as well there's that you can see um billy taking on some more of athena's tendencies especially when she targeted the broken nose which mm -hmm. looked gruesome um she snatched the mask off and was like hitting her with those forearms right on the bridge of her nose. Um, I think we kind of got worked a little bit. There's no way that nose is really broken. No um, way. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I, and, but I thought there were points of where she was a little bit hesitant. And I think that maybe that was part of the story. Maybe I'm trying to reach for a bit of a story because I didn't understand why she lost. Uh, but I really liked the finish of the match as well. Even though I was shocked by it, I thought, um, the, the way she closed it out and the way she kind of like used her experience to beat Billy, that was kind of a really good story as well. Um, and I feel like it was kind of like the same thing that she's done throughout her title run. She's found a new way to beat you every time. Like if she can't get you yep. with the old face, she'll, she'll beat you with submission. If she can't beat you this way. She'll beat you that way. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's one of the great things about this title run is that she's been insanely versatile. Like, man, None of these matches are the same. Like the Willow mm -hmm. matches are drastically different from this match. Yep. The Layla Hirsch match is different from this match. The Kira Hogan match is drastically different from all of those matches. Um, man, she just had like a great resume of matches, man. Over mm -hmm. 40 wins at this point, man. Dominant, man. Like, And they could continue. They could, could tell the story of Billy Starks is 19 years old. Like, yes. maybe maybe the student doesn't always beat the teacher. There's still some time for her to develop. There's still some time for her to. There's a lot of time. There's years and years and years yeah. for her to get a big win. And it didn't have to be now. It could have been a moment, but it did. I don't think it's over for her. And Athena still, people are like, well, what's next for Athena? They've been building a new roster of women's talent on ring of honor you got layla could still be in the game uh rachel ellering's there now they got taya they have uh marty and allison have been built like there's so many there's a bunch of women that have been building up on the show that are now going to be contenders for athena but still beyond that she should be up there on the main roster yeah, I mean, you've got you still got options. You got Trisha Dora down there that you can continue to build up. Um, you got other women, Lady Frost. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you got Mercedes Mar Martinez, the Mercedes, still, like on yeah. the main roster. You've got so many. Mm -hmm. You got so many wrestlers that you could bring there to work her. Um, I know that she, there's matches that Athena wants on the main um, roster, and there's a big reason why I want her 
up there with like the Sheetas of the world and the Thunder Roses. If you know, Thunder. she she said that Thunder Rosa was the woman that got her excited about wrestling again. So I've I've been intrigued about when are they going to wrestle on mainstream television. Um, and I think that needs to happen soon. Um, yeah, I was I was a bit excited about the idea of Athena moving on um, and you know making Billy Starks the future of that division. I still think that that's true though. I still think yeah. that Billy Starks is the future of the division. Exactly. Um, it's just we're we're not ready to crown her just yet. I thought this this was the time, but still very very good main event. Um, really good pay per view overall. Um, yeah. There were some things that uh, were a bit of hiccups. I still hate the idea that we did not get a tag title match here. Yeah. I do think they've got to figure out what they're going to do with those belts soon. Um, but for the most part, I enjoyed this. Yeah, I thought all the elements that need to hit, hit, and they did what they needed to do. I thought it was a very successful Ring of Honor show. Again, interested to see what happens coming out of this because they always have great pay-per-views. That's like not a new thing. It's always the follow-up and what happens coming out of that. Um, let's get into a few super chats before we move forward. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, um, let me see. Uh, that is all of our card. Uh, yeah, that's all of our uh, Ring of Honor card. Um, great show. Really fun stuff. You guys could still check that out on Honor Club. Nine ninety nine. It's a great deal. Like If you want to watch a dope pay-per-view for $10, that's it. Uh, Philip Emo says all love from texas just grab my weed from the bush (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i i did see by the way in the midst of talking about ring of honor someone did ask if we saw uh jadakiss's son's freestyle i did see that it was fire he he he, uh rapped over pretty famous jadakiss beat as well and he did sound a lot like his dad (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's a couple of times where these young like young rapper uh kids that it's spooky this was a spooky one of like yeah if you're not looking you're like wait jadakiss is back why he sounds so young and it's like no he has a son that that's really on that jadakiss shit that i thought was really dope yeah in contrast to the stuff we're talking about earlier there are some of these kids that are older and grown that can write their own bars that are dope or i would probably try to get a verse from dad i I, I think uh like like one of ti's sons is pretty good um Mm -hmm. i can't think of the kid's name but he's he's good rapper one with the dreads um he's really good not Mm -hmm. not king what's not king um (laughs) damani damani yeah he is good he like plays guitar and stuff yeah but what about king yeah (laughs) standing on business yeah nah (laughs) Uh, Deontay Soigne says, we love Liv Morgan, we love Athena, we love Billy Starks, and we love Kenny Omega. A1 final battle pay-per-view, Naito is MVP, and Tam is top Joshi wrestler, a winner. Uh, personally, I got wild anxiety, but we gonna be okay. All love to you guys. Yeah, man, appreciate you as always, Deontay. Mm-hmm. Uh, take care of yourself as always. Um, yeah. Love seeing Tam get that big award. Um, shout out to her. Shout out to Naito for getting the MVP award. Um, yeah, a lot of big news coming out of Japan with the um, with all of the promotions coming together yep. and doing this big super group. Um, I don't know what that <laughs> means. I, I still need to do a little bit of research of what that means, but that's same kind of huge news. Right. Yeah, shout out to them, and they're going to do another one of those uh, all-together type events. Yeah. 
which would be really dope. And yeah, shout out to you, Don Deontay. Uh, definitely, you know, protect your mentals and make sure everything's good. We appreciate you as always. Uh, Anwar Starwin says, "Been a minute, y'all. Much love to everyone in Grapsity Universe. Has the expansion and new shows in the USA affected your worldwide Graps fandom?" That is a great question, Anwar, because it kind of has, honestly. Like, I'll say it uh, on the surface: AEW has affected my indie wrestling watching habits because. They're giving up some shit that some like the things that I need I used to need to be satisfied in, like they're doing it. So like I don't watch as much indie wrestling because I'm getting that style of wrestling on the mainstream. That sucks for indie wrestling. I'm definitely gonna try to change my habits moving forward because I started to take notice of like, okay, they're satisfying my needs pretty heavily over there, but there's other smaller promotions that are forever gonna need um support and things like that from me and other people yeah um uh, deontay Swanier also says have an idea for mania and phil might not like it sorry my boy but would be a wild moment seth beats phil at mania they shake hands priest cashing in night one what do y'all think of both mania nights um i think there's a very good chance that priest could cash in uh after that match or during that match. These are two guys that famously cashed in. Like, Punk is kind of synonymous with the oh, briefcase. Yeah, um, right. Seth Rollins, of course, mm -hmm. heist of the century. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think there's a very good chance of them being good so, story. Being so like, in the midst of this feud with, with, that they completely forget about Damian Priest, and then he, like, creeps in at the end and cashes in. Um, I wouldn't be upset with that. Uh, it's but pretty it good. Depends on how they execute it, of course. <laughs> I think it, it, it's gonna all work out because uh, a punk and punk and Seth will cook, so we'll be satisfied with that. I don't think it'll be like like if they have a stinker and then he comes out, people will be like, "Oh God, this is terrible." Actually, it might help. So it's gonna work out either way. I think for Damian Priest, if that does happen, because I think that's a really good story to tell. Yeah, uh, Mac from BK. Shout out to Mac from BK. Haven't seen him in here in a while. Uh, don't know how to put it. Don't know how put in work. Put it, don't know who put in more work last night, Athena, Billy, the guys on the Rampage Trios main event, or Jalen Brunson versus the Suns? Uh, Brunson did uh, get the Suns up out of here. Um, <laughs> we tried. Uh. It's tough, man. They're a tough team. Yeah, shout out to Mac from BK. I appreciate you submitting that. Um, yeah, we finally got uh, Durant, Beal, and Booker on the same court at the same time. Those guys mm -hmm. are on the same team. Don't let anybody fool you. Beal is back. Um, are they? <laughs> I guess we'll see. <laughs> uh BL Dog says, here's my every six months six super chat. Happy holidays to you and yours, gentlemen. ROH was wild last night. Clipper gang or don't bang. <laughs> yeah, uh Clippers have looked better. Um they they had to get over that hump after they initially brought in hard, but they've looked better. Yeah. Yeah, they've kind of gotten out of the uh, the gossipy part of the season, at least. So they just got to continue to cook. Uh, Devil Kazuya said, did AEW Trios belts dilute their tag division? Um, uh, I wouldn't say that. I think that I think injuries hurt a little bit because you haven't had teams like Private Party. Um, 
I, I do think it hasn't helped that you haven't had like the Bucks on a big title run in a while or had like you're not even just like a big title run like they haven't had a meaningful feud as a tag team in a while right um and i think that that hasn't helped um i think it's more factors than the trio's belts i think the trio you could argue the trio's belts are part of it because that took the bucks away from the tag division but i think it's more factors than just that yeah i think I was never on the too many belts train, but uh, I might be approaching that dock very soon because of situations like this. Like, where are, like, I know that acclaim and them being out as a part of the story, but why do you guys keep telling stories where championships are involved? It's like when the uh, the uh, the ROH six man championships it's like they keep giving them to the mogul embassy but they didn't want like then they're going to Japan or Brian Cage is doing this like that you're telling these stories like get the championships to somebody else before you start telling these stories it seems frustrating when it's not just the trios belt but they do that with with all kinds of belts like if someone's injured or some story needs to be told they'll like stall or sometimes you won't even see the people involved with it and it gets frustrating Uh, Van Twinblade says, Rez, check out Lawyers, Guns, and Money by Warren Zavon. I think it would be a good sample, old school style. I'll definitely check it out, Van Twinblade. Appreciate that. Uh, David Reed said, Brian and Claudio had that match last night and now have Brody and Andrade respectfully in the Condon Classic tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and then our last super chat for now is Will Chisholm says, Phil, your boy Punk helping the kids in NXT. So how long until he becomes the booker of NXT? Uh, that would be wild. I just can't imagine. It's so wild. I can't imagine the timeline why he, where he's booker of NXT. Um, yeah, I don't know. I keep <laughs> opening my timeline to see people saying this. I'm like, I saw Ibu kind of got the ball rolling of saying that punk really yeah. would like to be the successor to HBK. And I'm like, just that sounds wild as hell if we start there. And then like him taking all these pictures and kind of going along with that and showing that he's backstage and stuff has been super interesting. He definitely has found all the women's wrestlers first. I think maybe the guy, like the guy he's on his way to the guy's locker room, but then the women's locker room and he, starts taking pictures he hasn't gotten back there yet uh, i know he's on his way back there though i do like what the homie grayson waller says grayson waller was like yeah he was out here but like i don't care i want to fight him i don't want to take pictures with him that's how you should talk dude he's a heel and that's exactly what he should say yeah, of course I, I i i very much liked his answer to the question as well because he was basically like yeah i'm i'm not about to fanboy over him i'm not about to go over and take pictures with him i want to i want to fight this guy i want to fight yeah, That's what I everybody agree. should be saying, dude. You should be trying to get a match first. Like, if you really admire a CM Punk, wouldn't you want to have a match with them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, those are all our super chats for now. Uh, we are going to hit a word from our sponsors. Yes. And we're going to jump into some more stuff right afterwards. 
fitbod.me slash PPV. You want to check this out. This is going to take your workouts to a new level. Daily workouts, goal and experience settings, muscle recovery, the ability to connect to all your devices. They have timed intervals, circuits and supersets, equipment selection. This stuff has helped me out a lot as I'm trying to get in the best shape of my life. And the thing I like about it, when I travel, it is so useful. So maybe you have weights one day, you have bands the next, and maybe the next day you don't have any equipment. You can only do body weight exercises. Fitbod is going to cater your workout to that, and it's going to cater your workouts based on how fresh your muscles are. You can ask a trainer. You can use video demonstrations and exercise instructions. If you don't know what you're doing, you need to stop guessing and start working. And at fitbod.me slash PPV, you can redeem your 25% off code, and you can download to try it now for free. Fitbod, that's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash PPV, over 150,000 five-star reviews and over 5 million downloads, fitbod.me slash PPV. Uh, yeah, we've got a bunch of other Humper chats. Uh, I need to refresh on that. But while we're in a refresh on that, I guess we can hit the not-so-fun news of the week um, and Kenny Omega's announcement that he will be out indefinitely. Uh, it, was, it was a bummer. It was a bummer to see it. We have just saw the guy on TV. Um, he was just on Collision. He just had the match with Ethan Page, and then he was in a... Uh, he did that with that, crit- Phil? <laughs> yeah. And he was in a very highly criticized uh, segment from Dynamite this week. Um, and I've definitely been one of those guys like, man, it sure would have been great to see this guy in the Continental Classic. Um, tearing it up with some of these guys, having the singles matches. And then we got this, uh, you know, kind of this knock back to reality that uh, he is uh, not doing well. He's is, uh, apparently been diagnosed with uh, diverticulitis. I probably destroyed that word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> diverticulitis, I think. Diverticulitis. There you go. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, uh, but, um, yeah, it's 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 a bummer, man. Hopefully he gets well soon. Uh, hopefully, you know, he's got a good circle of people around him. It seems like he has a good friend group, but hopefully, like, his family and everything is handling this well. Yeah, that was very unfortunate news to hear because, yeah, we've came on this podcast and been like, man, why isn't Kenny in this tournament? What's going on? Why is he with Jericho? What's all this? And that's like the last thing that's probably been on his mind the last couple of weeks. The thing that's insane to me is he did that match with Ethan Page last week. He did like he still has every time we've seen him been on the highest level. And I'm sure that I mean, he's had those two match of the year candidates with Will Ospreay this year. Like, yeah, he's been out or or injured for a good part of the year and is still in contention for wrestler of the year if you go through his through his resume which is insane but yeah hopefully Kenny Omega gets uh gets well soon we know famously another pro wrestling legend who experienced the same thing Brock Lesnar went through diverticulitis himself and was down for the count but came back stronger than ever and was beating ass in WWE for a very long time after that so there is hope and we just hope that Kenny gets rest and real rest and is and is able to recover and come back soon because sounds crazy you know what i mean like it sounds like if he would have took longer it could have been worse so 
happily he got there in time and happily that he's uh getting back to it yeah um unfortunate news uh sounds like they're gonna have to change directions with uh golden jets uh, oh uh, man i don't know what that means going forward to for uh chris Cherico's title shot i'm sure he'll find a replacement or something you know he'll find a replacement um <laughs> yeah uh I yeah, very unfortunate news. We also got the news uh last night that Charlotte Flair will be out. Oh yeah. Damn. Which, that's uh off of the injury from last week on SmackDown. So that sounds like it's a knee injury. Yeah. Uh yeah. Un- unfortunate. That really sucks. I was of course like involved in all this wrestling watching in Ring of Honor and Collision and Rampage last night, so I didn't really get to get fully into SmackDown. But yeah, hearing that news and seeing that Charlotte Flair is going to be out for some are saying like nine months or something like that. It's unfortunate because she just came back. She hasn't even been back for that long. Like, you know, yeah. Oh, Char likes to take her vacations and come back. She, she seemed refreshed. She seemed uh, energetic and it seemed like we were going to get into some good stuff. And didn't we just talk about this last week? Like what's, what's the direction that's going to happen now going into WrestleMania? Cause potentially Charlotte was going to be in a match with Bianca potentially, you know, like, you could have put Charlotte in any kind of position and it would be a big match, but I guess that frees up a space for somebody else. Yeah. Um, I don't know what this means for WrestleMania season. It's unfortunate that Charlotte's going to miss WrestleMania. Um, Damn. But yeah, hopefully, you know, speedy recovery for her mm-hmm. and uh, get well soon to Kenny Omega. Yes. Two greats. Uh,. Happened to some more of these Humper chats. Uh, got one from Tony P. He says, uh, with those shout outs, I feel it may have made their fans uh, after they learned it was not WWE related about Billy and drawing them to watch the pay-per-view to see what she's about. Uh, now the question is, who defeats her? Also, do you start putting her on AEW television? I assume this is in reaction to the Athena thing. Um yeah, I think you got to start putting her on AWTV more, even with the ROH belt. Like, yes, because you've had so many of the other ROH champions on AWTV, and I understand what they're doing. That uh, she's kind of the only one that's been visible on ROH because she has like the most defined story. She has the most defined reign that's tied to ROH as a brand. Um, but I would like to see her on AW more. Um, nope. I don't know. Maybe that's just me selfishly, like, just put her on uh, network TV. <laughs> that's kind of the same how I am. I'm like, I selfishly just want to see her in all these amazing matches with all the main roster women. And like you said, we've seen other Ring of Honor champions. We The Ring of Honor World Championships is involved in a storyline on their regular TV consistently for the last couple of weeks. So it's like, it can happen. I, uh, off the backs of last night, after I kind of digested the Billy Starks thing, I was like, okay, well, let's move into uh, Thunder Rosa and Athena for this Ring of Honor championship on the main roster. I'm like, fuck it. Thunder Rosa's somewhere coming back. She's talked about wanting this match. They've even teased it a little bit on Twitter. So, like, let's just move into that. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I would like to see it. Uh, let's see from Bizarro Big L. Uh, someone saw the Simon Fears that ring apron sign at Dynamite and decided to push that eleven, push that up on eleven on Rampage <laughs> and Final Battle um, from the BCC versus them top boys, top guys um, match to the Men of the Year reunion to Athena and Billy Starks putting on a 
barn burner five stars yeah um oh yeah the ring apron that walking walk roping woke <laughs> rope walking commander 450 to the ring apron on kyle fletcher was insane physics spider-man in real life it's like how do you even the 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 room for error is so small like if he goes one inch over this is a disaster but to hit it perfectly is insane commander is a special talent yeah uh tony p says time for my curious question uh you think aw has found a backstage slash in-ring promo balance also do you think the cc uh would be a time for t Tony Khan to start planning creative for people. Uh, we know the matches uh, that are taking the most of the show for a while. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I think that there's a lot of story stuff they've been doing with the, the tournament. And I think that's a good thing. Um, it isn't just like matches on matches and matches. They're doing so much story stuff, whether that be what they're doing with Garcia, or the little seeds that they're planting with Mark Briscoe, um, the stuff that they're doing with Swerve and and Mox, uh, which man, Swerve Mox was fantastic mm. this week. Great main event. The reaction to it was fire. Uh, like just the way that crowd is just excited every time Swerve comes on here. I don't want to keep beating this 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 dead horse. I don't want to keep saying this. This guy is out of here. You've got to put the belt on him as soon as possible. Every week you see it. Like the reactions to him are getting louder and louder. It's it's time. How'd you feel about the result? I, I thought it was good. I, I thought it was good because um, they've made such a big show that there are no shenanigans in the tournament. Mm -hmm. And so to see someone win with like kind of a dusty finish and Swerve's shoulder was clearly up. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a great way to not just protect Swerve, but also remind people, yeah, Mox has told you guys, I'll do anything to win. This guy is still a heel, still a heel. Mm -hmm. and it kind of sets him up as the big final boss of this tournament because he has the most points. And I feel like, like you've been saying for the longest, this feels like his tournament to win. It yep. feels like he's going to go to the finals. And you're going to have an underdog that's going to go up against him that has to get through all of the mechanizations to beat him. And I'm pretty sure that's going to be Eddie Kingston. That's probably the best story to tell, too. You need an underdog. Who's the the biggest underdog in AEW that people really like to get behind? That's Eddie Kingston. Yeah, I thought the match was great. Uh, the the crowd being so split on both of them when Moxley is usually such a strong heel. And uh, again, like a month ago, I would have said going into 2024 that Swerve is going to be the biggest heel of 2024. But now I'm like, Swerve is going to be the biggest baby face of 2024. It's crazy how, like, the trajectory of where he was going has changed. And it's changed so drastically because he still hasn't came out and been like, I'm a heel, you guys, or I'm a baby face or whatever. Like, he hasn't even really, like, talked talk as, like, a promo guy because he's been involved in this, the Continental Classic. And most of his talking has been the backstage promos. But, yeah, he's so strong and so hot that, like, it's time, baby. What a what a great space to exist in of just like he got here by being really good at stuff. Yeah, um, I think I think the thing that's also very telling and shows you where he's at as a character. It doesn't feel like he's not a heel anymore. Right. You could just see that every time he's in there in this tournament with another heel, he's the baby face. Mm -hmm. They always put the other heel in a position where they're making him the guy that's coming behind. Right. And, 
I think that that's very telling about where his momentum is and how popular he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, you got to strike with Iron Tide with this guy. Um, He's out. I, oh, and this week, Swerve and Roosh. Oh my God, brother, 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 they about to cook. Very excited for that. I, I thought the way they opened Dynamite with Hangman and Joe was also very good. Mm-hmm. I, the, I think the best thing that came out of the Swerve program with him is that Hangman's back, man. I, he yep. was he was at a point where he was at a little bit of a low, but this has quietly been a very good year for Hangman. He had the Mox feud this year. He had the reunion with the Elite, and then he had the really good feud with with uh, Swerve. Yeah, great year for him. Yeah, I've been looking over matches uh, of the year for AEW and looking at Hangman's resume too. I was like, just like what you're saying, quietly, yo, this guy has cooked a bunch of heated bangers, like. It seemed like was he out for a while? That was that maternity leave this year? Or was that last year? Was was he out for a time or where was he? Uh, I think it was just like right after he was champion. It felt like there was a little lull. He got injured. Right. That's it. He he yeah. went on maternity leave before he went on maternity leave before he became champion. Okay. Um, but he was injured because um, remember he had the concussion ankle. Oh right, 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 right with Mox. That's right. That's what happened. But yeah, it seemed like he was out for a little bit of time. But every time that he's been on tv he maximizes his time so well he feels even more invigorated coming off of the swerve thing which just shows how great that feud was for both of them yeah yeah i agree uh but um i also really enjoy the way they've been doing the promos for the tournament as well because Mm -hmm. um it it feels very similar to the way they do stuff for the g1 where they Mm -hmm. do all of the backstage stuff um afterwards and you get kind of like the online exclusives and it feels it feels like that same energy of the G one. So even if they keep doing this stuff after the tournament, I'd be here for it. Yeah, not for nothing on this dynamite. That Brody King and Andrade might have been my favorite one because them boys were throwing leather the whole time. Those two guys have been so tremendous in this tournament. Like to like every there's been so many MVPs of this tournament. This is crazy. Like at the end, we're gonna be like, man, hell of people got over in this. And I think Brody King has carved such a great name coming out of this with his style and his aggression and his look that after this he's going to be another one they have to think about too he's such a a a brooding force that he could be a contender for the world championship so immediately like i love that that he's in this tournament and getting to cook like this and andrade man he's on some shit too with you know in conjunction with him reappearing in cmll it seems like a reinvigorated person too. Like all of his matches has hit super hard. Yeah, he's been great in the tournament. He's been one of those guys. Once once he started having his matches and he went on a streak of wins, he's been he's been really really good. Like you said, he he had the really good match this week uh, with Brody. He also had the great match with Brian yeah. on Collision, where he decided he was going to rip his eye patch <laughs> off and target that eye for the most Sick. for most of the match, and it was extremely uncomfortable, but it was really really good. Um, uh, I also very much in, enjoy the symmetry of Eddie Kingston not, not getting any of his wins until he faced the guy that he hates the most in Claudio Castanelli and eking out a very close win on Claudio. Um, I've said it before. I think that this is probably one of my favorite runs of Claudio's career. He's just so, so good as a heel. Um, I really love the fact that he's just like, no, I'm just better than you, and I'm going to come out there and I'm going to beat you up. And it's nothing else to the character. It's just like, I hate people that are amateurs. I am better than you, and I am going to show you by just beating you up. <laughs> 
Yeah, it, Claudio's AEW character being disgusted dad is so good to me. Like Love he's it. just like, why why aren't all you guys as good as I am? Like I drink coffee, I come out here, I'm the best wrestler. And if you think you're the best wrestler, like you could try it, but I'm gonna beat your ass when you get in here. Yeah, it's been I didn't know what what kind of character work to expect with him coming into this because in WWE, he was kind of put into so many different situations and never really got to flesh one out. But just him being, like I said, angry dad of, of the BCC and will swing you and uppercut you and then drink coffee and leave is like really dope. Yeah, I, I, I love that it's just very straightforward and matter of factly like, yeah, I'm just better than you. And that's it. I don't have anything else to really say about it. I'm just going to beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> like prove, prove you're better than me. If you don't think that that's like all of his character. I love yeah. it. Yeah, And he still looks really great. He's in incredible shape. Like, I, I don't know how he does it. Um, mm. Yeah. The kid said enough great things about the content of the classic. Yeah. Um, uh, more from Tony P. He says, in my opinion, uh, I would use this as downtime to plan storylines, creative, uh, creative direct directions, for those that will have a, a less heavy presence in the coming months. Uh, Andrade doing CMLL really means uh, he wants LFI, LIGA, Forbidden Door match, regardless if he stays or leaves AEW. Speaking of Forbidden Door, the United Alliance in Japan is really big news. Do you feel it's a move against WWE or or a way to better Pirosa? Uh, I, think it's, I think it's a little bit of both. I think that... Um, because you already had stardom and new Japan under the same umbrella anyway, I think this was kind of a way of, of the rest of them kind of having like a United front. I, mm -hmm. I do think they're looking around like not an NXT Japan thing ain't happening. Hunter stop yeah. trying. Like don't, don't come here with that nonsense. Like I, I you see what you did over there in Britain. Leave, leave us alone. <laughs> if I got to get nine other eight other promotions to help me, you guys leave us alone. That's what's gonna happen. No, that I, I was reading a little bit on it, and it seems like they're uh, they are combining together to kind of like fight government regulations and things, yes. kind of put forth against the uh, Japanese wrestling. It's like a Japanese wrestling UN who like we need to talk about the issues going forward, and we're banding together because ten heads are better than one. Yeah, that's why I don't think it was just WWE. I think it was more than one thing. Um, but I'm pretty sure that that definitely the, played a role. <laughs> the NXT Japan thing may have played a role. Mm -hmm. um, did we cover everything in this hyper chat? Um, as far as like the LIJ stuff, I, I'm not sure. Um, it is interesting that uh, Roosh and Andrade don't do much together anymore. I'm wondering what's the storyline before and why they're not. Um, but Maybe by next June, we'll get something with that. Hopefully. Um, got a very generous humper chat from Jennifer here. Uh, happiest of holidays to you, gents. Wanted to send this early while I had scratch. Uh, thank you both for giving us joy, love, and real all year. Wrestling is up. Let's all enjoy. Um, thank you so much, Jennifer. That's so cool. Uh, from D-Lo Diggs, uh, all I got to say was, that destroyer was effing wild. Yes, it was. I'm assuming we talked about the the uh destroyer from the Shane and Keith Lee match. But he also could be talking about like ten other ones that happened last night, which is crazy. I, <laughs> I, I have to assume it was the one from the big But that's what definitely I think he's talking about. <laughs> uh got another one from Tony P. Uh how much of an effect 
how much of an effect is Punk beating Seth at WrestleMania uh, will affect the locker room and free agents next moves. Not saying Keith will win it, but we know some won't like if he did. Also, does he even need that belt at all during his time? Uh, there has to be an effect part of WWE. Yeah, um, where do you stand on this situation, Phil? Do you think that Punk should go over if they do have the match? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, I guess like that's a good spot to get into the stuff from Raw because mm-hmm. um, we got a lot to happen. Um, uh, in a span of whatever thirteen minutes, however long this opening promo was, um, I thought the promo itself was really good. I think this was some of the best stuff that Punk has done since he's been back. I think coming down and running down the history of Cleveland and why it meant something to sign the contract in Cleveland with Raw, I thought that that was really good. Um, I thought the way they built up to him re-signing was, was smart, and I thought that uh, it it kind of erased some of the other stuff lingering around this. Um, yeah, it's still there. Yeah, you haven't satisfactorily, you haven't given us a satisfactory answer of why you would come back there after you did all of this bashing of it. But I did think that that was like one of his most earnest and, and genuine promos since he's been back. Um, I thought the Seth stuff was also very good. I thought Seth coming out straight away and saying, look, I hate you <laughs> like straight mm-hmm. out and saying like, no, you can not get to say that this is, is your home. You trashed this place the entire time you were away. Um, this is not your home. This is my home. This is my house. And I thought this stuff was great. I thought it, it very much let us know that the I'm home stuff from the initial promo was work. And mm-hmm. I had thought that from the beginning, but this basically confirmed it for me that everything he's been doing since that first promo has been planting seeds for this um, confrontation with Seth. Um, I it, it feels like everything from Survivor Series has been leading to this confrontation with Seth. And I thought this was the most motivated Seth has looked in a long time. I thought his promo here was probably the best he's cut since he won the belt. There was a little bit of cap in your homeboy's raps, though. He first said that you abandoned us ten. Uh, uh, Seth, he's like you abandoned us ten years ago. I'm like, that's that's not necessarily the whole story. Like, there's a little bit extra that was put on at that. And yeah, then he got fired. Yeah, I'm saying I don't. Th- that's not really abandoned, but yeah, no, I feel what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, Seth, but that's not exactly what happened. I don't like that. I do like that he said this is not your home. I don't like that. He said, this is my home just because WWE has showed us that this ain't none of y'all's home. This is the WWE's home. Stone Cold Steve Austin has walked out of here and been fired. Pretty much. Brock Lesnar has walked out of here. Bret Hart has famously let go on TV. Like this isn't a singular person's home. This is the WWE home. That's some extra semantics I'm adding on to it. But I was like, all right, Seth Rollins, I see what you're doing here, but I don't like that. I did think it was very strong, though. Do you think that they, because most coming out of it on Monday, everybody was like taking uh, uh, notes from that Hangman promo. Do you think, did you get those vibes uh, listening to them, their back and forth? Um, there was there was two specific lines that sound like the Hangman promo, and I understood people seeing the similarities, but people acting like Rollins just completely ripped off um, Hangman's promo was a bit much. I'm just like, all right, much. guys. Yeah, yeah I, I, I feel you. I, but I, I do 
I do think that there's something to the idea, not just that he was saying, I want to protect this place from you, but I also think that it, Rollins is smart enough and Punk is smart enough to uh, reference something from AEW that triggered Punk. Facts. And to do that in a way that, because Rollins' entire point is, you're a fraud, and I'm going to get you to show people who you yeah. really are. Okay. And by referencing the thing that, for most people, uh, put him over the edge initially with AEW, I feel like that was very intentional. That's um, smart. That's pretty smart. Man. And I, I think there are a lot of very intentional things they both did in the promo that I, I thought it was very good. I thought the stare down was very good. I, I thought it felt like a WrestleMania match from just that stare down. Yeah. Um, I felt like the, the vibes were there. The crowd was really into it. Um, afterwards, um, uh, Punk immediately saying, like, this is my last time letting you come in here. I love that part. And <laughs> get your shit off, and I'm not going to say anything. This is this is your last time. I am declaring for the Royal Rumble. And I was on the fence at first because um, I was like, this is, first Russell, this is first Royal Rumble in 10 years. Um, he's never won a Royal Rumble match. I very much like the idea of it. Um, but it feels similar to like when Edge came back and people were like, oh, he has to win the Rumble right away. Um, based on this story, I kind of feel like he's got to win. You think he has to win coming out of this? I, I feel like he's going to win. And I, I mean, maybe has to win is the wrong phrasing. Yeah, I you feel know, like I, he's going to win. I think thinking about it, that I think the reason that I said that is because I didn't like that Edge did it because that wasn't the story that should have been told. Like the story was the return of Edge. Yes. Most of the time when Edge won the Royal Rumble, he shouldn't have won the Royal Rumble. They were just it's like the moment is that he's coming back and and he's Edge and blah blah blah. We're excited about it. CM Punk's like part of the reason why he left and part of the reason of the story that he was telling while I was gone was like WrestleMania main event and all, like I never was blah 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 the guy. This story of him winning the Royal Rumble plays into that way more than it did for Edge. I feel so. Yeah, I, I think some of the best Royal Rumble winners, um, there's a story leading into what the WrestleMania main event would be. It's not just, right. all right, this guy. He's back. He's <laughs> back. Or this person is due a Royal Rumble win at this point in their career, and they're due a WrestleMania main event. Um, you could argue those two things for Punk, that he's due both of those things. But I also think they've done a good job in less than a month of telling the story of, what that main event looks like, why mm -hmm. he still wants the main event, who he could be standing across the ring with, the idea that he's standing across the ring with a guy that has historically said, I want my WrestleMania main event as well, and the idea that this guy at WrestleMania felt very much slighted from another guy coming from AEW and coming in and feeling like, no, this is my spot. I'm not going to let you take my spot. This is my, this is my home, and him doing it again as champion this time I feel like that's a very, very good story. How are those optics, though, if Cody won last year and then Punk wins this time? I mean, <laughs> I, I think I think it gives a lot of AEW fans a lot of ammo when they say that AEW has made wrestling better. Because when you look at this for like the last two WrestleMania seasons, you had somebody come in hot from AEW and yeah. help WWE going into WrestleMania season. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, adding Punk to this WrestleMania season has done a lot. Um, changes it. It changes it. I feel like this is the most I felt 
in I don't I don't want to say this is the most I felt engaged with Rollins as champion, but I this is the first time since he's won the world heavyweight champion that I feel like he's the main champion of, of the company because I feel like he is representing the company against Punk. Like a lot of things he was saying in that promo, it's not just stuff that f it feels like you could tell somebody else backstage might feel, but it feels like that that just the part of him saying you abandon us that's stuff the fans would say totally uh, and so this is the first time i felt like this guy is the main champion like and, and i feel like that could be intentional on rollins point yeah um but i do like, like that uh punk left a little door open of being like i could potentially challenge you if i win the royal rumble just to leave the roman thing looming in the background yeah, I, and I think two things happened as well. Of course, we got Roman back on on um, Friday night, mm -hmm. and he didn't mention Punk at all. Nope. Um, didn't say a word about him. Um, he's he's busy with like all the other baby faces on SmackDown. Uh, well, two baby faces. Looks like AJ's turning heel. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but um, yeah, I think man, watching AJ Roman, been eating good, huh? Yeah. Watching Roman come back last night and kind of do very similar things with the bloodline stuff, boy, I'm bored with it. And I, especially in contrast to uh, Rollins and Punk are doing this, and then you're still doing. I'm like, all right, that's, bro. That's where I was getting. It just feels mm -hmm. like for the first time, the World Heavyweight Championship feels like the main title. It feels like the yeah. main world title. It feels like it has the most interesting storyline going into WrestleMania. Um, I, I feel like that's good for that title. I feel like it's good for Rollins. Good I feel like it bodes well for Punk. Again, I know it's expected for me. Y'all gotta give Rollins his flowers, bro. Like, <laughs> this is the second time you've brought somebody into this company, and the guy you put him across the ring with was Rollins, and he is knocking it out the park, bro. You gotta give his credit, man. Rollins is the uh, the litmus test of the... the, the he, he's what X-Pac used to represent back in the day of like Either we need to see how this guy, this new person can go and we're going to put him against Rollins. Like, if you can't compete with Rollins, you can't compete with anybody. And then also, like, we could see, we need to see if you could still go put him in there with Rollins. If you can't keep up with Rollins, then you can't keep up with anybody. So it's, it plays so many different factors alongside of the beef that they built themselves. But, like, you also want to see, yo, can you really do it? And you put him in there uh, uh, with the WrestleMania match against Seth Rollins, you're going to have to really see what he can bring. Yeah. I also, and I've been saying this for over a year, it is very interesting that every time they build somebody up for a Roman feud, they always put them in a ring with Rollins first. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the thing that heats somebody up for the Roman feud. And mm -hmm. I feel like the same thing is kind of happening here with Punk where I don't think Punk needs to win the belt. I feel like this is just a feud to get him back in the swing of things with WWE, get him the big things like the Royal Rumble win, possibly in the WrestleMania main event, and then you could possibly move on to the Roman stuff by SummerSlam. Mm. Interesting. I don't really know if I, am I still am super in on CM Punk winning the Rumble, though. Um, Because you could still tell, you could tell any story ever with him not winning. You, you know? he he doesn't need to win it, but I do I do feel like with the way this storyline is going, I do think he's going to. And again, yeah. selfishly as a fan, I've never seen him in a rumble in person. I'm going to Tampa. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Going to see him in his first rumble in ten years and him possibly winning? You can tell me nothing after that point. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
I don't know. I I I feel <sighs> like this is I feel like this is all setting up to him possibly get in the main event. But I do think Seth is going to win at WrestleMania, and I think he kind of needs to win because yes. he he lost to Cody, and I think again that's part of the story is him being the guy that stood toe to toe when Cody came in. It was like, this is my place. And then you proved over a year, this is my place. You won the championship. You're possibly going to be the guy to headline tonight one. I think it would look crazy if he loses to Punk. Uh, I don't think he should lose. There's been a couple of times when I'm like, why were you guys that petty? That's a stupid reason to be. Like, I didn't think they should have been petty with Cody. I don't think they should have been. When they did the match with Sting and Triple H, it's like, this is a petty, dumb moment in letting uh, Triple H beat uh, Sting at WrestleMania when it should have been Sting and The Undertaker. This time, I think they need to make it. This needs to be a Seth Rollins statement win at WrestleMania of like, no, he's representing our company, and we're not going to let this motherfucker come in and be the king. So Seth, I think Seth needs this. This is like the biggest win that he's needed in a long time. Like if they have this match at WrestleMania, Seth Rollins should be beating CM Punk. Yeah. I, I feel like Punk should put him over. And honestly, I, I feel like getting that WrestleMania main event was such a big thing to him. And I feel like him getting that main event would matter more to him than actually winning the match. Of course, yeah. I can't speak for him. That's just an assumption. Um, but I had to assume, like, given the way this year went, and you're very lucky to still be in wrestling, um, with the way things ended at AEW, you possibly coming out of that unscathed and still as hot as you are, and coming in WWE and not just, not just possibly getting your WrestleMania main event, but possibly winning Royal Rumble for the first time in your career, I don't think he would be hurting if he lost the championship. <laughs> Yeah, I never really felt like even when he had his gripes, you know, throughout this 10 years, anytime he would mention WrestleMania, it never felt like he cared about winning. He just wanted to be that last match. Like that was his his whole thing was like, I did a whole bunch of manias, but I wanted to be the last. I wanted to be the main event. And I, it never was like I wanted to yeah. win the main event. He just wants to be there, I think. I, I But the thing is, I think that he was right. I'll just go ahead and say he was right because the undertaker won for sure. I was there with, with everything he had done that year, he was the hottest wrestler in the company. Mm. He, that that's not debatable. He was the hottest wrestler in the company. He was champion for a whole year with everything he had done for that year. And if you're telling me, you know, grab the brass ring and, you know, do the work and then you get rewarded for it. He should have gotten a WrestleMania main event that year. Yeah. To 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 give Rock that match and was Rock crazy. was away after that and Punk was the champion for a whole year. That's insane. And then he went there and had the best match of the night. Nah, he yeah. was always right about that. That should have mm -hmm. been his main event. It should have been. Yeah, totally. Like I said, I was there and the match, everything surrounding it was like, yeah, he should have definitely been the main event. But no, beyond that, that is the one thing that I like about what WWE is doing now is that the wrestlers that do the work are being rewarded for it. Cause sometimes. you used to see that. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, um, I, I jumped, <laughs> I jumped out the window pretty fast. <laughs> Some of the wrestlers that do the work are rewarded. Cause we used to see none of the times, like somebody would do exactly in this situation, work hard all year, be the man, go all the main events. And then as soon as they get to WrestleMania, it's like, actually Goldberg's going to be in the main event and you're not, and, you know what I mean? So like, I'm glad that they've, changed we definitely have moved on now you see main event of current wrestler against current wrestler which is the way that it should be 
Now, but I also I do think there's a lot of irony to Punk coming months away from WrestleMania season and coming in and being slotted and in right the away and possibly getting it the same way that Rock did to him. But I yes. think that, but I, I think that also makes Seth Rollins' point even stronger because he's just like, You're a hypocrite. This was done to you and now oh, you're trying to do it to he, me. See, look at again. There are parallels running again. Now you're CM Punk again, Seth Rollins. You're put in the same position. He comes from behind. You worked all year. To build this championship, he comes from behind and just snatches it from you. It's also a pretty good story to tell. They could tell some pretty good stories here, I think, coming out of this. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't, I, of course, this is the feud that I wanted. So yeah. I, I, I'm over the moon, but I think the story they're telling with it is so good. I think the way that they've worked on this thing, and again, in less than a month, like yeah. when you just look at just like Rollins working at the end of uh, Survivor Series, uh, the promos they've been cutting since then. All really, really good stuff, man. Hopefully this leads to a good WrestleMania match. Really excited for Royal Rumble, what this could mean. Really excited for what the stuff they're doing with Cody. Not for nothing. Nakamura is another guy that's low-key having an incredible year. Um, with just the character stuff they're doing with him, I think the video packages they're doing with him are always excellent. Man, I can't say that I enjoy everything that WWE does, but the yeah. stuff they're getting right, it's really good. And they announced that your boy is going to have his first match December 30th against Dominic Mysterio, Kia Forum, Los Angeles, California. Big deal. Like, that's going to um, do some numbers. And uh, somebody, oh, yeah, back to the chat. Uh, somebody was asking earlier, do you, what, did I read that super? I saw a super chat in here, but I haven't seen it in here. Um, do you think they should have CM Punk have a match on Raw before? Uh, Royal Rumble. Um, I think he will. Uh, Royal Rumble's still a ways away. It's almost yeah. two months away. Let me see. Uh, let me find that super chat. It was actually one of the first chats we had, and yeah. Uh, but it's not showing up on my little starred thing, so I gotta go all the way to the top, you guys. Um, all yeah. the way to the top. I did think it was funny, like you said, with the spy food thing and Brian Keith being there. There were so many people that were either tweeting me and sending messages, and was just like. How did you do this? How did you manifest this? And I was like, buddy, sometimes I get a little lucky, man. And uh, I'm pretty fortunate that this fell into my lap because it looked very dour at one point, man. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> this one was pretty out there. Like, I didn't like, if there, if you would have gave me odds like three or four years ago, I would have said, nah. Bro, that is bro, not nah. happening, bro. Yeah. Uh, He's going to be at NXT having a good time? Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna go there and and wrestle the other guy that that Phil puts over constantly. Nah, that's, he's gonna say ones. me and Triple H made up on a WWE program. Yeah, I probably would. Yeah, no, <laughs> him opening NXT over the weekend as well was just wild. Him that being out weird. there with HBK taking selfies, I was like, what is going on here, man? And all he weird. Was, it, it, it he had the the Brett hoodie on. HBK pointed that out and. He was just like, no, it doesn't matter. It's all about healing. And I was like, where are we, man? Like, what's <laughs> happening right now? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, I found it. It's from Jay Miller, 3389. Should Punk wrestle on Raw before Royal Rumble? Personally, I feel him winning the Rumble. If he does, it's kind of a hot shot without him wrestling on TV. Yeah, he's going to wrestle on TV before then. There's no way he doesn't have a match before then. Uh, mm. Well, I'm saying that, but I could possibly be wrong. I don't know. 
<laughs> Wait, when is the Royal Rumble? When, when, when is it? January. Okay. We're, we're 20... still pretty early into December, so yeah, it's pretty far away. Yeah, it's like the I last would think starting thing. the starting the year they're gonna have something at the beginning yeah. of the year. I couldn't see them going the whole all the way to them with without having a match. They could, but I just don't see it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. He's back. Uh, we got a couple more super chats. Bragov says, "Appreciate the content and appreciate you guys for the entertainment and being nice folks." TK nailed it with being in AEW equals getting attacked always. Uh, yeah, he said some interesting things in the scrum uh, about ROH and how he feels like it doesn't matter how well ROH does, they're always going to get attacked. Um, uh, he might he might not be wrong, but I also think he got rolled with the punches with that kind of thing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, there are a few valid points there. Well, he immediately after was like, oh, but I don't walk, look at comments anymore. So it's like, do you or what is it? You know, <laughs> yeah. do you? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, that's how he should be. Like, don't look at those fucking comments. Just keep doing what you're doing, because like you shouldn't be influenced by most of the bullshit anyways. Yeah. Um, Alex Diaz 1990 says, with Charlotte out, maybe Sasha versus Bianca versus Jade at WrestleMania? Uh, yeah, I'm very curious what the Bianca match is now. Um, mm, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't think it'll be the Sasha Bianca experience. I, so. uh, I don't think they're going to feed us that well, but. Um, you still got a uh, young Bex winning uh, the women's side? I still do. Yeah. Um, Corey Davis says, opinion of Trick, Lash, Oba, Femi, and Keanu Carver, NXT people. Um, I think Trick winning the Iron Survivor match was great. The way he won it was dope. Um, that We talked about it last week. That match is kind of convoluted. like, But I think uh, <laughs> the way he described it, like T-Max scoring all those points in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. when the game, it was very similar. <laughs> it was. I, th- I think he's gotten a lot out of that win. He's yeah. really good, man. You can see that that not only does the fan base like him down there, but NXT and the, like all of the all of the folks that matter, they really like this guy, and they really are interested in building him into something. Um, I think Lash slamming Otis was great. <laughs> um, right now, Obafemi is my pick to win the breakout tournament. He um, looks good. He looks good. He he sounds great. Um, yeah, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the trick thing is lightning in a bottle man like he yeah. the nxt crowd loves this guy like yeah and he's gonna be it's crazy because you know uh smackdown last night they have announced that Melo's in the tournament Melo got a big win over grayson waller and i've said on this podcast multiple times that i actually think trick williams has a higher ceiling and this is like i'm like off of this man yo trick is that yeah. win is like yo no they really want him to be the guy he fits their aesthetic in all the ways. He's he's tall. He's got the he's got the build. Um, yeah. He can talk. Um, yeah. yeah, he's he's everything they want. Um, Carmelo is our kind of wrestler. He's a he's yes, a, he's exactly. The, he's the spot heavy like indie guy that we like. Um, mm-hmm. The guy that WWE wants is Trick. That big, tall, handsome black man. Yeah, they want that. With that yeah. that could have catchphrases and T shirts uh, for the next ten years. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that guy's the guy. Uh, and then Shucky Ducky says, random question, favorite donut, and also, what's the devil? I usually, when I go to the donut shop, I usually get the Homer Simpson style, uh, with the sprinkles and the, the, 
the cake style donuts just uh, has always been like that legit since the beginning uh it's either chocolate glaze mm. or maple oh you, you mess with the maple bars i don't really get down with the maple bars too much uh, I mean, the, the devil is, is cold at this point. Yeah. I, I'm not playing these games with you guys. Phil has been saying this for like three months now. <laughs> it's very obviously cold, man. Yeah, the devil. When do you think, the better question, when do you think they're going to reveal it? You think they're going to wait until World's, World's End? End? Do you think before? Do you think after? World's End? I, I think at World's End. Mm. Yeah. That's uh, all of our super chats. Appreciate everybody for submitting stuff today. Uh, yeah, we, we uh, uh, actually have knocked out and let you guys know what it is, but got a few more Humper Chats. We are going to slide if my screen will refresh. Come on, come on, come on. There it is. Zeno Hour said, Mellow is Rollins, Trick is Roman. I like that. I can see it. I totally can see it. That sounds like a wild comparison to compare Trick to Roman because I think people do like underestimate how good Roman is as a wrestler. But yeah, yeah, I see the comparison. From Tony P, I read that one, sorry. Uh, from Bizarro Big L, he says, uh, listen, Reg, left field and joyous TV. We've heard LeBron bitch and whine for years. Consider their fee for all the lies and claims about being the GOAT. <laughs> Next thing we hear is, what is Draymond doing in, in TNA? <laughs> and Reg, Mikey Ruckus was right. You're a good dude. Hey, man, Bizarro Big L, I just have to tell you, that was our best chat of the day, man. I, 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 I do feel like I... I, I, I've gone through a lot to deserve a win over the weekend and uh, just to have this cap off for our 2023 and to get a new TV out of this. Yeah, it felt pretty good, man. So, that is definitely the, the moral of the pod of LeBron got Phil a TV. Yeah, it felt very much deserved, man. Uh, <laughs> from uh, Harley Quinn 93, uh, is it time we have the conversation as fans who care about wrestlers' health about Kenny Omega possibly retiring or at what point does just because you can doesn't mean you should come into play. Uh, I don't, I think it's a bit soon, too soon to say that he's done um, because I do think that he was working at a very high rate this year. Nobody expected him to, to uh, get this like serious illness out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Um, of course he was still dealing with like the vertigo and like some other injuries, but He's not that old. He's 40 years old. Um, I, I'm not prepared to say he's done yet. And that could be I wouldn't the other fan so. that is just not ready yet. But I think that if he can come back from this, um, I think that he can. We'll see. We've seen other things. We've seen other wrestlers that we thought were just never going to wrestle again yeah. uh, compete. Um, and, I mean, to your point, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Um, I don't mm. know. That's up to the worker, man. I, I can't. Yeah. It's up to the performer. I can't tell them what to do with their body. I don't know. I mean, we're gonna watch a match with Brian Danielson tonight. We watched a match with Edge last week. Like, yeah. we these we these are people that they said you're done here forever, neck injuries forever, and they came back. So it's like, it it, it all depends on the person. We don't know what's going on here. We're just like, 
you know, praying for the health and and safety of the performers. But if the performers can do it, then like let them. Yeah. Uh, last one from Bizarro Bigel. Uh, my pet peeve in wrestling is people asking who or who is this no name? Uh, we live in the era of YouTube and Google. Look them up. Uh, I found AR Fox and Brian Keith from Reg this way. Andretti was a good start. Too much talent out there to be sidelined. No, I agree. I, I absolutely hate when people do that because people know what they're doing when they're doing that. When they're like, who? Why does this person matter? Hey, man, mm-hmm. how about you go look up their matches? How about you go and find stuff and figure out why people like this person? And if you don't want to do that, if someone just got signed and you like, you don't know who they are, let them prove themselves. Mm-hmm. That's it, it ain't that hard. Nope. If you don't know them, like just watch, you don't even have to look up their shit. Just watch them when the match happens and you can exactly. go, go forward how you want. Exactly. Vikingo is perfect example of that. If all those people earlier this year, well, who's Vikingo? You, you now have tons of AW and ROH matches this year to see who Vikingo is. Yep. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's all our Humper Chats. Um, re- like I said earlier, really good re- week of wrestling. The trios match fed the people um, on Rampage. I thought that that was really, really good. Not for nothing. I thought Anna J versus Red Velvet was also strong. Um, man, good time to be a wrestling fan. It's a great time. Yeah, I watched it again before we get out of here. That six man on top of all the great matches. That six man from Rampage was ridiculous. Top Flight and Action Andretti took on uh, Penta, Commander, and Vikingo. And they went a million miles per hour. Everybody was insane. Everybody was hitting stuff. They were flying everywhere, dropping each other's on their heads. There was like a point where they were on the apron for like two minutes straight, just killing each other. It was the essence of there's these great like dragon gate style matches that they did in japan they did a couple of them in ring of honor this is definitely one of those matches so if you haven't seen rampage at minimum go watch that match yes um uh did y'all mention uh yeah aj styles being yoked up last night was crazy um i thought that was one of the AJ? aj are you okay aj aj came back in incredible shape um He's yeah. like 47 years old, ain't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, the fact that he's now turning heel again, possibly. Very excited for that. Um, I, I like know. AJ Styles. They still got AJ Styles fucked up. He can still, yeah. he's still AJ Styles. Like, I don't like when people be talking crazy about him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot of stuff to be looking forward to. A lot of uh, good wrestling this week. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed. Appreciate you guys, as always, coming through, sending in your super chat. Or just coming in and chatting with us and having a good time. It's been a blast. Know what it is. This has been Grapsity. I'm Phil Lindsay. This is Righteous Reg. We're out. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.